We're back. It's season two, y'all. Always vain. <laughs> and we're coming back with the biggest schism in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Schism. You know, Hydra actually being... Um, oh, my God. Okay, check it out. No, you, no, you've been... no, 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 no. Civil War is BS. Hydra actually being um, in Shield. Shield is a much bigger deal. Okay, so I've been thinking about this. Uh-huh. And you've been given Civil War crap because there weren't enough people on the battlefield. But Civil War doesn't indicate size. It indicates a, a severance. Every superhero they had, except for Thor, Fine. who was... Civil battle. Uh, domestic dispute. <laughs> Family argument. Political differences. <laughs> I am I am bothered by oh, the side that I ended up falling on. Oh. Oh, and we will definitely dig into that. <laughs> yeah, it's not the it's not the side that anyone would think I would be on the side of, which is annoying. Oh. And on that note, I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. Uh, so this week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched a movie. <laughs> what a novel idea. <laughs> we watched Captain America, colon, Civil War. Which, as you said, why is it called Captain America anything? It, this is definitely an Avengers movie. It's an ensemble cast. The, this, Captain America just thinks he's the most important person in the room anytime he walks into a room. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. This this is an Avengers movie. Every one of the Avengers was in it, except for Thor and Hulk. Well, and arguably Thor's... Eh. Hulk's pretty important, but you don't go to him at this point. You don't go to him for, like, political discussions. <laughs> Fair enough. Plus, he's run off. Yeah, if you if you run off uh, and abandon your team, you you don't get to have say. No, uh, this is a PG thirteen movie released six May of twenty sixteen. Just in time for Boo Boo's birthday. Uh, written by Christopher. Oh, Marcus. sorry, Mrs. Boo Boo's birthday. <laughs> uh, written by Christopher Marcus and directed by Anthony Russo. Okay. Uh, and his brother Joe, whatever. <laughs> I started writing other things down. Anyway, uh, how much did they spend on this? Oh God, it's been so long since we watched a movie. I forgot the order. Yeah. Um, I don't think they spent that much. Seventy million. A bit more than that. Why? What'd they do? Uh, they spent two hundred and fifty million. What the fuck? Are you kidding? That's average for one well, reason. What? No, average is I say 150 and sound and feel like that's a lot. 
What what did they do? What am I forgetting in the movie that was so special People that they spent there? Flying around and shrinking and growing and Oh well. Destroying like entire fucking cities. Well I guess I guess the shrinking and growing was a big deal. That's what she said. <laughs> Opening weekend it pulled in one seventy nine. That's sad. That's pretty good also. Yeah, but you want opening weekend for the you want opening weekend to cover your costs. That never happened. Almost never happened. I was gonna say that that it has happened. Uh because think about it, if if the movie sucks after opening weekend, you're fucked. Sure. You don't want to spend so much money that you you don't think opening weekend would cover it. Yeah. That's how I would movie. But you know. So uh domestic grossed four oh eight million. Uh-huh. And worldwide, $1.1 billion. Holy shit. Yeah, so they made their money back. Sure. Okay, so real quick. Yes. Uh, You said everybody was in the, the, this movie, so it should be an adventures movie. But uh, they've added people that I never considered Avengers. Okay. Chadwick Boseman makes his first appearance. Black Panther is definitely an Avenger from way back. Okay. Well, I, this is about me now. Sure. Uh, Paul Rudd, I didn't know he was going to be an Avenger. I thought he was going to be an outsider uh, uh, annoying the shit out of them. And then Tom Holland's Spider-Man is in here. And I never con- – I, he's an Avenger? Yeah, Spider-Man in was an Avenger books? a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't He doesn't spend a lot of time as an Avenger, but he's he's been no. an Avenger. So, uh, and then also in the movie is Martin Freeman. Yay! There are hobbits. Yeah. Um, Alfre Woodard, um, had, she had a small part, but it was also a very important part, um, as the mother of one of the victims from Sokovia. Yeah. Um, it was, it was pivotal, you could almost say. No, I love her. I just adore her. Uh, and, okay, the, oh my gosh, that's, uh, somebody, um, Jim Rash, who you don't know his name, but he is, that's not Moby, from Him Yim. <laughs> uh, woohoo, Stan Lee, which yeah. I had, it, he was so late in the movie, I started to forget to look for him. <laughs> um, but he was the FedEx driver, and what did he call Tony Stark? Tony Stank. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Daddy Stark, John Slattery, who, I mean, obviously you've seen before, um, as one of Daddy Starks. Um, uh, I know him from Mad Men. Uh, and then Hope Davis uh, was um, Mama Stark. Immediately I was like, oh, I know who that is. But I don't know who that is. Um, Mama Stark is actually uh, Hope Davis. She played Megan Fisher, the name you won't remember, but you'll remember Wayward Pines. Okay, yeah. Which has been so long since we watched that. We can watch it again. Yeah. Um, that'd be an awesome Sunday show. Um, and that's it. Nobody else. Uh, nobody jumped out at me. Anybody jump out at you? No, you you nailed them. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this movie spent two weeks at number one. That's it? Yeah. Two weeks at number one. Uh... Honestly, that's not bad. Uh, and 34 weeks in theaters. I thought the Dude Bros showed up for Marvel movies better than that. Yeah, but, I mean, it 
two weeks is pretty good. No, I always compare it to Titanic. Yeah, well, Titanic is uh, an abnormality. <laughs> so this movie unseated the Jungle Book. Oh, okay. Uh, Zootopia and the Darkness were also in theaters at the darkness. time. What's the darkness? I don't remember. I'm sure it wasn't anything I cared about. Jeez, oh, that's so rude. <laughs> Do you know how much work people have to put in for a movie for you to just dismiss it like that? <laughs> um, and then, unfortunately, uh, Civil War was two weeks later. After 2016? Yes. The Darkness. Listen here. The Darkness is that Kevin Bacon movie where they go to the Grand Canyon for vacation oh, and they bring those rocks movie. home. Yeah. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I We didn't watch that in the theater. I watched it by myself on, I don't know, like Amazon or Netflix or something. Because you'll give anything with Kevin Bacon a try? Well, Even X-Men? I mean, I'll watch anything or I'll... Bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? Fair enough. Uh, uh, so this movie was unseated by Angry Birds. Such uh, trash. And Neighbors 2 dropped the same week. So Neighbors had a 2? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what? And then next week's movie came out shortly after this one did, and we'll talk about what that is later. Okay. All right. I have... No idea what comes next. <laughs> and he's laughing, guys, like I'm going to be mad. <laughs> See? Do you hear it? I'm going to be mad. I know it. I know it already. It's not my favorite. Oh, great. Oh, I'll probably love it then, though. Probably. Whatever it is. <clears throat> All right. So we open not with the Marvel opener. No, in 1991. But we opened in 1991. And now that we've watched the whole movie, it makes even less sense. I don't understand. Why we started in 91? Yeah. Showing Bucky killing some people and stealing some super soldiers here? Well, no. 1991, Bucky and Russia getting shocked. Well, It was almost like he was getting retrained. Yeah, so every time... Bucky went out on a mission. Yeah. He would come back, and they would condition him again. And most of the time, they would, like, wipe the mission out of him, put him in storage. Oh, that's like that... Um, Almost like Dollhouse. That Ben Affleck movie uh, where he he goes in. He's the, okay, Uma Thurman, Ben Affleck, he goes in for a, a tech company and, like, uh, writes them their software. And then they give him a shit ton of money, and then they, they erase his memory so that um, their proprietary product is unknown to even the guy that wrote it. Okay. Yeah, it's an extremely dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Like, every time they have, like, brain-erasing technology. Yeah, it's always bad. It's always bad. Um, but so they, they, like, wipe the mission out of Bucky, put him back in storage, and then when they pull him out of storage, they read him this long series of uh, yeah, code words. Yeah, words yeah. To activate Okay, so I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that that's what that was. But when did they activate Bucky? Because, like, the reason Captain America is young is because he's been frozen this whole time and yes. what doesn't fucking age while you're you don't age while you're frozen or you age slower while you're frozen but if bucky's been around since 1991 
that dude well, should be looking his age at this point. Well, Bucky's been around since the Civil War, but he only comes out of the... Bucky's been around since the Civil War. No, he hasn't. Or not the Civil War, the World War II. Yeah, I was going to say, goddamn, that's yeah. a lot more years. No, 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 what, what I'm saying is, say they woke him up for the first time in 1991, and he's what, 30? Yeah. 1991 was a long time ago. He should not look contemporary with Captain America. This is what I'm saying. They pull him out of ice. He does the one mission. They put him back in ice for six months, for a year, for five years. They pull him out of ice. He does a mission. They put him back on ice. Oh, you think they do that every time? Yes. Oh, that's fucked. Yes. Oh, it's so much worse. But this is information you're getting from the comic book, not the movie. Yeah, kind of. Completely. I I am the t- test subject. Fair enough. What I know is from what I just watched from the movie, and what you know is from your entire collection of fandom knowledge. Sure. They did not tell us that in the movie. Okay. I don't I didn't even get that I was supposed to assume that. It just looked to me like they were pulling him out for the first time and training him for the first time in nineteen ninety one, which was confusing. No. No, that was just one mission of okay. many. Well, they, they need to be better about that. They need to understand that there are fans that don't read the comic books. There are fans out there that think they are uber fans that haven't read the comic books and don't fucking know what's going on. Well, they think they know what's going on. And on top of... Well, I don't care what they think. They actually don't know. On top of what they see in the movies, they take what Feige or other people have said is the point of the movies... Mm. As foundational knowledge. Okay. Well, I'm not the me. I'm not the kind of fan of literally anything where I pay that much attention to any of this. Like The Walking Dead, I would watch the after show, and then when trivia came up, I'd pay attention to it. But I'm not seeking it out. I don't understand that level of fandom. Yeah. That is. That's yeah. making something you're interested in your entire personality, and that's yucky to me. Uh, anyway, so we do see um, Bucky do a hit on a car to steal what we later discovered. Did you, when he pulled those uh, IV bags out of the trunk, did you immediately think Super Soldier Serum? No, I was immediately thinking. Um, that must be how mommy and daddy Stark died because, um, well, because I don't know what made me think of them. Actually, I I don't know what made me think of them, but as soon as we saw the car crash, I immediately thought the Starks, but we haven't had a hint about why the Starks died or even that there was a mom. Cause they've literally never talked about the mom before. Yeah. Um, I mean, part of that might have been me remembering that scene and, and exclaiming a little bit. Uh, I don't think so. I don't pay attention to you while we watch this movie. Enough. I had to tune you out because you would exclaim and guffaw all the time. <laughs> but so you okay, didn't. So, no, what I was thinking was that must be them. And I was fully expecting to see their faces in that moment. But yeah. they were teasing it. So the fact that I knew that and I'm not even a fan they must have been a little heavy handed with a hint or something that I just like didn't consciously catch. Uh, and then when they showed the bags, my thought was, Oh, this is confirmation to me that that is Stark because that's absolutely something Stark would have in his, uh, trunk. I didn't think about it any further because I, I don't care. Like you care. 
Like, I don't try to sit and figure out what the fuck's happening on, uh, on screen. I just let it happen to me. Sure. Because that's how I enjoy it. Yeah. I don't like to figure out the stuff for the first five minutes of the movie. Because then I'm just sitting there the whole time waiting for my theory to come to fruition. And it's annoying. So I was like, aha, confirmation that is absolutely stark. And if I thought about it for half a second, I probably would have thought Super Serum. Or, well, I would have thought, you know, Captain America Juice. Yeah. Whatever. Captain Juice. I got you. Yeah. Um, because we know that they were they were trying to recreate what they did. Yeah, everything comes back to recreating. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think about it that far. I'm just, I just waited the whole entire movie. The, the whole movie, I was waiting to see Stark's face in the, in that car. That was the most important thing to me. <laughs> the whole thing. Which is why I try not to do that. Yeah. Uh, we don't get the confirmation of that yet. No. No, but the car is definitely, it didn't look like a fancy enough car to me because when I see that car, I think, oh, that's an old jalopy. The big <laughs> square, but, I imagine at one point, I don't even know what kind of car it was, because it's it's just a generic 80s, 90s box. Sure. I'm um, sure it was like a Lincoln Continental or something. Sure. Or a Cadillac or something that's supposed to be really expensive for no fucking reason. Um, but I was like, that can't be the Starks, because look at that crappy car. Um, because wouldn't you expect the Starks to be driving... I mean, the 90s, we, we were just getting into SUVs, but you'd expect them to be driving a car that maybe a Rolls Royce or something a little more sophisticated and, and, and rich guy. Yeah. Like, it was surprisingly down to earth for people who have gajillions of dollars. I didn't get a quick answer on what car he was driving. No, it's okay. It's really not important. No, it was no. an 88. <laughs> That's what I think of when I see a car like that. Okay. Um, yep, so we jump to now in Lagos, and uh, the team are running an op on a weapons deal. Uh-huh. And for like the millionth time, I want to know why people who are talking over a headset in public aren't holding a phone to their ears or having like a Bluetooth deal on their faces so that people can assume they're legitimately talking to someone. Because let me tell you, if we're ever in a restaurant... And someone is talking to their plate. I'm going to be like, it's time to go now. <laughs> Either that person is batshit crazy and I don't want to be involved in that. This isn't a Stephen King cafe morning situation. <laughs> or there's some spy and somebody's going to get taken out. And we're, we're done. We're gone. Okay. It's so fucking obvious. It fucks the shit out of me. <laughs> but anyway, I'm super excited because Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, who are the best people on this team besides Iron Man, are here. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're... I was worried because this is called Captain America, so I thought he was going to be fighting with himself the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, uh, they're teaching Wanda how to, how to do ops. Uh, are they teaching her? It didn't feel like teachy. Yeah, Steve was kind of teaching her. You know what? Steve is a mansplainer extraordinaire. So I just assumed he's an idiot. I did not assume that he was in a position of actually teaching anyone. I, no, really. 
for real. I'm not joking. I for real. I just assumed that he was being himself and mansplaining. <laughs> he does language. <laughs> Want to hit him? Um, so the people that they're after are hitting the uh, Lagosian Infectious Disease Building. Yeah, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Why is a teeny tiny country like that? Uh, uh, I got a infectious disease. I mean, containment. I'm sure that most countries have some uh, centers for disease control equivalent. Yeah. Okay, but they've got like uh, scary diseases on ice there. That freaks me out. Yeah, that's probably not the greatest idea, but you can't oh, you mean beat a disease not? without studying it. Oh, I don't like it. Okay, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we get we get a pretty big fight scene here. Um, oh, yeah, and this is where I interrupted the movie to be like, why did it, they're always doing this to us. We're jumping in the middle of the story, and they just act like we know what's going on. And I have no reason to give a shit about what's going on. I have no idea what they're doing. But the Avengers are fighting a bad guy. Yeah, but I don't know the bad guy. They don't. They they literally never say the bad guy's name. I only know the bad guy's name because I asked you, who the fuck is that? Um, well, they mentioned his name a couple of times. They did talking over the radio. They did. Did did they say his super bad guy name? No, they said his, exactly. They said his real name, which exactly. we were supposed to remember from. Um, that tiny part he had where where allegedly he was uh, he got a building dropped on him. Yeah. I don't fucking remember that. Yeah. Do you remember the moment where he's the one like you remember his face getting smashed by a building? I remember him chasing Steve Rogers through the building. Do you remember it was him though? Or chasing Falcon through the building. Actually. Did they say his name in that and did you know that was him? I had to be reminded that that's who that exactly. was. Exactly. But I don't remember everybody's name so very well. You remember all this shit better than I do. I know. But that doesn't mean I have a perfect memory. Well, but that does mean that they suck at this. No, I don't think they suck at it. But, like, I don't... And as soon as I saw his face, I recognized it. Yeah, but but again, they're writing the movie for people who have read the comic books. Because there's this whole rich history and knowledge about this guy that I don't have. I don't have either. It's, It's after I've... Okay, but you will... And he means nothing to me. I know nothing. I don't care. I actually know Crossbones better from one of my video games than from anything his, else. His name is Crossbones, and and the only way they've indicated that is someone scratched with a car key an X into his chest. <laughs> and I'm supposed to get from that the name Crossbones? His armor always reminds me more of Punisher than anything. Yeah, I, I thought, oh, it's X-Man. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on X Men. <laughs> I mean, I, but but again, the pro- the problem being they've jumped into this story, yeah. Um, and 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 they're showing their team, which that's great, except for the fact that this is literally the only time, the only time we see them working as a team. Well, and I I think that's important to see them fighting together. Uh, the, the the unity and the camaraderie that that builds is is important to yeah but they characters. could have they could have done it in a full story sure um, where I like cared about the outcome yeah because I mean Age of Ultron they they fought 
each other a little bit and then together a lot. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because these are two-hour movies and they want to get the most. Okay, five minutes, though. Five minutes. Watch this, right? They're at the headquarters. They're, like, having movie night or whatever or having, like, a forced family fun night. Uh, mandatory fun day, whatever. Uh, and then they get a call. Hey, we've got some intelligence. We need you guys to like go check it out. Sure. And then they go and they do the thing. It's like five minutes of here's what's going down. Here's what we think they're going to do. Go do it. That's all it takes. It's like such a simple ask. Um, and it would have, it, it just would have made it more sense. And, and I wouldn't have to be sitting there watching them spin around in the air, wondering what they're doing. <laughs> Excuse me. I just got a hiccup. So uh, for me, the best part of this fight scene, uh, and most of the fight scenes in this movie was not Captain America, but Natasha. Natasha is always going to be the best part of a fight scene that she's involved in. Because she's a badass bitch. She is. Okay, so we were talking on the way to Fur about, or on the way back, uh, about how the Avengers are like half and half regular people and super people. And so Captain America is not a super people. No, the movies kind of paint him as more than human, but... But, but, again... Canon is peak human. Peak human. Like I said yesterday, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, 1991. Peak human. Physically strong, intelligent, healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because we all know that a, a syrup in a jar does not make you... Uh, it might make you have the capability of being smarter about things, but it doesn't give you the knowledge. So that's complete bullshit to me. Well. Um, and and the only thing super about him is his shield, which he stole from a bunch of Africans. So, I mean, he's the ultimate Captain America. Uh, Falcon, who's not anything except a guy who stole a suit from a really smart guy. He was given the suit. No, no. He stole the suit. And then the government said, it's ours now. Fuck off. And then Tony said, okay, fine. You can have it. Uh, You're thinking of War Machine. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay, fine. War Machine. Who the fuck is Falcon then? Falcon is the guy who was a... War Machine's a stupid fucking name. (laughs) Falcon is the one who flaw actually who has the wings. Yeah. He's he was a therapist. Captain America met him during um He's the on your left guy. Yes. Why did I think on the on your left guy was gonna turn into Oh shit. I'm oh, that's racist. I'm getting those two guys mixed up really hardcore. Yeah, Don Cheadle's been with us since the beginning of since the first hey, movie. Hold on. They, Don Cheadle was War Machine. Don Cheadle is War Machine. Well, then who who's the guy playing Falcon? Falcon is played by Mackie, I believe. I have superimposed Don Cheadle's face onto Falcon. That's pretty bad. I can't picture his face at all. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, let me see his face again. I'm pulling it up. 
Oh, they don't look a goddamn thing alike. What's yeah. wrong with me? Okay. I don't know anything about Falcon. Then. He is a descendant of one of... Is he of, super? No. Where did he get his suit from? S.H.I.E.L.D. built it for him, I think. You think? I think I, I think that's what the, the story is here. Oh, no. Okay. In... Okay, listen. In the comics... Lisa needs to tell us... In the comics, Falcon. Falcon was just a falconer who was helping a rebel yeah. country. No, I got that. And in the comics, the the wingsuit was built by Black Panther and Wakanda and was gifted to him. Oh, so that it's he, a much better story. Yeah, sure. Okay, so anyway, he's a regular person. Yep. Cap is a regular person. Black Widow is a regular person, but she is peak human. She is very peak human. She... I mean, because of her kidnapping, abuse, and extreme training, she is the baddest bitch yeah. ever. But you got um, Black Panther is some kind of He's, super. Yeah, the the heart shaped herb, I believe, is what they call it. The, the Black Panther takes a, a magical... It's okay, actually, so, so he's he's taking a substance to make him that way. Yeah, he's been enhanced. So he has been enhanced or he gets enhanced every time he takes that herb? No, no, no. He takes it and he is enhanced. Okay, so he's... He's he's enhanced. He's super. No, the, no he's not. He can be enhanced. No, no, no. His, no, no, no. His, it, he's he was born around. human. He takes the herb. He's enhanced. He stays enhanced until he uh, either gives up the mantle of Black Panther or temporarily gets rid of the... I'm we'll sorry. watch the movie soon enough. So he, he his his I remember that I watched that movie. I his normal this state of being is enhanced. His normal state of being is not being enhanced because he had to take a drug in order okay. to get that way. Having taken the drug, yeah. his normal state of being is enhanced. He is super strong, he is super agile. But if he takes off his outfit and says, I don't want to be the Black Panther anymore, no, he's he still super strong and still super agile. The only way he gives up the mantle of being the Black Panther is to die. Okay, well, then you said that wrong. Okay, fair enough. Because that's the way you said it sounded like he takes the herb, he gets enhanced. Yes. And then he comes down off of his high. No, he doesn't. And he's regular again. Okay, fine. So he's like, he's just like uh, uh, Captain America. Yeah. He's Captain Wakanda. Yes. Paul Rudd, completely normal human. Yep, with really cool tech. Um, and then we got Spider-Man, who is a super boy. Yeah, definitely super. Super uh, strong, super agile. Who else we got? Hawkeye, completely normal dude. Yep, really good at bows and arrows. War Machine, completely normal dude. Yep. There's more normal people than there are super. Tony Stark, completely normal dude. Yep. With a super personality. <laughs> Um, so, so Wanda, the Avengers. Wanda is magical-ish. She's okay. Um, she, she's magical. not magic. Don't say magic. She, you yelled at the kids uh, for saying magic. She has been enhanced by the mind stuff. Let's let's say that. Okay, I don't know what the fuck that is. The Infinity Stone that Vision wears, who is also not human. The Infinity Stone that Vision has in his forehead yeah, is the what same gave, stone that that made was, her magical. Is the same stone that made her magical because yes. she's not a mutant and in, she wasn't born super. In this, that is accurate. So she was a regular human. Yes. 
And now she's enhanced. Yes. Say peak human. No. <laughs> peak or human. Yeah. So, so we have a bunch of normies with tech. Y- yes. And then some people with abnormalities, not even birth defects, but like we've got experiments and regulars. Yes. Most science of, humans. We'll call them science humans. Sure. Throughout the throughout the comics, most of the Avengers have been normal slash slightly enhanced. So you would humans. think the way I thought this was going to go down was um, all of the normies would be like, sure, register us. Yeah. No big, because they can walk away from it and it's not a problem. And that and then the enhanced who can't control it would be against it because. This is who and what they are, no matter what. And you're turning their person into a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're also turning them into like they can't ever just go. You know what? I'm retired because people who are willing to register them are going to want to know where they are all the time. They're going to know what they're doing, and anytime something super goes on, they're going to go to them first. Yeah. And be like, "What the fuck you been up to?" Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, people on parole or whatever, they go to them first and be like, we know you've been living a perfectly normal life, but something happened that's very similar to something you did, and um, now we're going to harass you. And that is not how that shit went down. No, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And we've been talking for like an hour and haven't even gotten into the meat of the movie yet. (laughs) Okay, so... why I think we don't really need to do the play-by-play of the movie, but sure. Let's go. So back to that first fight. Uh, <laughs> that first three minutes of the movie. It climaxes with um, Crossbones talking to uh, Steve Rogers to Captain America. Uh, and he mentions Bucky and gets in his head. Yeah. I, well, okay. But before that, there was this uh, uh, suicide vest on the ground. That Cap saw and acknowledged and then immediately threw away. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Crossbones mentions Bucky and Cap just starts living in a whole other world. Because he's an idiot. Sometimes. Um, if you are if you can become that hysterical, you should not be allowed to be on the battlefield. Uh, seriously, why is he so emotional? And so, uh, well, just ignore me. Crossbones goes to detonate his bomb in a crowd, even, uh-huh. uh, to take out Steve. And fortunately, Wanda is there to contain the explosion. Yeah, the problem is that she, uh, didn't see what was going on. So that was a knee jerk reaction of hers. Yes. Um, the other unfortunate thing is instead of safely containing the explosion, she throws it into a nearby building well, and causes lots of damage. Based on the way that she was holding her hands, it seemed like because she caught it after the explosion started, um, that it wasn't as easy to contain. Like the way she was moving her hands, like um, like it was difficult. Yeah. And And the explosion got away from her. Because she was trying to get it to go straight up. And I feel like it got away from her because the power 
became too great. I, I absolutely believe that this is early in Wanda's understanding of her powers. Yeah. And she's still learning to use them. Which is another reason why Captain America should not be in charge of this group, because there's no way she shouldn't have been training. I mean, in the last movie, didn't we see them going to be trained? Yeah, they, they set up so, that so they saw. training facility. Yeah, this is like the so- American soldiers training Iraqis <laughs> to be soldiers. Um, uh, they're not doing a good enough job because she should not go out into the field in public until she has a strong grip of her powers. Yeah, uh, the, because, there were some miscalculations. Yeah, too. because I feel like that that was um, just the, the, the strength of the explosion – was so much that she couldn't contain it that long. Yeah. That's a thing she should have uh, mastered already. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, so Cap immediately recognizes that collateral damage has happened. They've got to do some cleanup. And then and we jump. The question is, they know there were people in that building. Why? Instead of standing there going, oh, oh, why didn't they run into the building to go save people? Why wasn't their reaction drop your shit and and be the fireman? You're the super people. You're right there on the scene. Don't run away. Go see if there's someone that you can save. First aid. Why aren't you? Why don't you guys have medic knowledge? Like they if I was in charge of this team, they would be such a more well-rounded team. And all they'd be doing all the time is learning things. Well, I mean, that's part of the problem is that there's not like. Because they got left in charge of uh, with uh, Captain America there. Yeah. And Captain America is a dumbass. <laughs> and he wasn't a real soldier. And he never had to train. He didn't do real training himself. Yeah. So how could he train other people? Oh, I could go all day. Fuck that, Captain. <laughs> All right, so we jump to uh, a flashback of young Tony Stark. Uh, with no warning. With no warning at all. We're like, it doesn't even tell us this is the past because it's not. No, it's not. But there should have been something. I was immediately confused. And I'm glad that they have discovered a way to de-age people on screen. It makes for a more robust storytelling. Mm. I get to see the same actor at various points in their life. I think this it is, is an it is a little bit weird though. Early version of that technology and it was very not it wasn't as bad as others. Um the first time the first time I saw it that I, I knew that that's what was happening was when they did um Terminator? Yeah, they de-aged Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, well, they didn't de-age him. That was, I don't think he was even there. That was, um, no, really. That was a completely computer-generated person. Oh, yeah, because he was governor at the time. He couldn't be in the Yeah, um, but also um, similar to, but not really, when The Rock was the Scorpion King, but he wasn't there. He was basically... They computer generated his entire face because they had to make him a scorpion guy, yeah. and it was fucked. But as bad as that, <laughs> in a world where we have Jurassic Park, I don't understand how we get The Rock as the Scorpion King be so bad. But um, uh, but those leading to Tony Stark, and then we've seen um, uh, it was The Irishman. Remember how they? Oh, you never watched it. 
No. Damn. Okay, well, they do an incredible job in The Irishman. Yeah, the technology's come along. You gotta, you've got to watch that movie, baby. Okay. Um, but so this is a uh, kind of a VR technology that Tony has developed for therapy. And it's him reliving his last interaction with his parents. Rewriting it. Yeah. I still just wish there was a way they could have told us that because for me, it takes away from the first half of the scene while I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Because I'm like, I thought I thought Danny Stark was dead. But he's there to give out a bunch of money to the students um, to fund their dream projects. And then we get told very subtly and in passing that uh, Pepper's not going to be there because they're on the outs. That wasn't subtle. It was pretty subtle. What is your definition of subtle, sir? It was subtextual. Yes, but subtextual and subtle are two completely different things. You had to read the teleprompter. Yeah. And then the situation to understand what was going on. Yes, but that's... That's subtextual because he didn't say anything in the moment, but that was not subtle because you read the teleprompter, which you know you're going to. It's giant words on the screen, and he's supposed to introduce Pepper Potts and then doesn't. Yeah. And his face makes this incredibly not subtle face where he's, you know, immediately he's upset, like they've broken up or she's dead, and you don't know which. Yeah. And it's off screen, and that shit pisses me off. Yeah, it does a little bit. Uh, continuing. Because, well, I mean, what was she? Was she in another movie? I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, my understanding is that they're taking a break because he can't stop doing the superheroing. Yeah, sure. However, was the actress doing a movie, and that's why she wasn't in this? No, I think. I think this is intentional story. It didn't feel like intentional story. It felt like, oh, here's why Pepper's not around. Uh, um, or maybe they just couldn't afford her for a Captain America <laughs> movie, right? Because they've already got so many other people in this Captain America movie. Well, speaking of which, fucking movie cost two hundred and something million dollars. Let's jump to in this Captain America movie. Let's jump jump to King T'Chaka. Uh, when, I, I just really like saying that T'Chaka. <laughs> Where and we, T'Challa. Where we meet our first Wakandan. Yeah, I... Okay, so I've seen this... Well, I've been in the room while this movie was playing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember things without a visual. And during this part was one of the times I looked up. And I remembered in the moment what was going to happen, which ruined it for me. God damn it. <laughs> Past me is a dick. Um... But I did remember that this was going to happen. I did not remember, and this is so terrible, just how much I don't pay attention. Or I didn't before. Now I do. I didn't know when we watched Black Panther that we'd actually seen the Black Panther before. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's even in the outfit and shit. Like I didn't look up when the movie was playing to ever see him. Okay. I saw him as a person, but because of um, Chadwick Boseman's uh, personal medical issues, he had lost so much weight that it changed the shape of his face enough that I didn't even recognize him from the brief moment that I saw him in this movie. 
Um, so I didn't connect the two. How sad is that? Like, that's how bad my memory is. But, but also, uh, I have ADHD. So when I don't care about something, it doesn't stay. Um, I did skip over the scene, uh, and we should definitely circle back to it, Mm -hmm. uh, where Tony gets uh, accosted next to the elevator by a woman who lost her son in Sokovia. Alfred Woodard. Okay. No, because this. I mean, it's a super quick scene. He walks up, and she, um, she's talking about things, and goes, "By the way, you murdered my son. Yeah. Here's a picture of him, you motherfucker." And this is this is really pivotal to the movie. It's also very pivotal to Tony. And we've talked before how uh, how Tony is the actress on which the MCU rotates. Yeah. Um, well, because no matter what Cap says or thinks. Um, Tony's the guy. He's, yeah. He's the glue. He's uh, he's already feeling the personal cost of being a human. Yeah. He's, he's missing Pepper. He's missing out on the life he wanted. He's feeling that personal cost. And then to be confronted with the personal cost to other people of the collateral damage well, of his bite. I, I feel like he already felt that loss. Yeah. The problem is that I mean the thing is that there's there's a much bigger difference between like say when when you talk about nine eleven, um, I mean you were really far you were in a completely different country when that happened so you probably didn't get the same kind of news coverage that say I got yeah. so people who didn't pay attention to all the news coverage maybe might not have the real world individual people consequences yeah. in their head. Like when you put a face to it and a name to it and a family, um, or like the kids that were born after nine 11 and their, uh, their dads are all gone now. Like, and anybody who lost somebody in the, in, in nine 11, like in the towers. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely more personal and real. And yeah. But so you can mourn, you can mourn the idea of the thing, but it's something completely different to like have a face and a name and a story to it. It makes it more, it makes it more real. It makes you grieve more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I feel like he was already feeling it and he already felt like shit and wanted to change how they do things. But then having looking into his mother's eyes and then looking at his face in the picture, it changes the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and Alfred Woodard as the mom, she is uh, she is a special woman. She has this aura about her, this this um, calm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. She's just special, like as a human. I adore her, and the 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 quiet rage that she displays. Yeah. Or she's not like, she's not like me where I'd be like, you know, hey, asshole, come here. Let me get a hold of you and then pound your fucking face in. She, she pounds his face in with her words. <laughs> it's, it's subtle and it's good. Yeah. And if, if they had paid, if, if they'd had more of this kind of scene in the rest of the movie, I would have enjoyed it more. Well, lest we forget that this is a Captain America movie. 
Jesus Christ. We get a scene with Cap and Wanda talking about collateral damage and how they're saving more lives than they're... That's bullshit. ...putting in danger. You know, they can tell themselves that all they want to, but any collateral damage that is caused by the good guys is a failure. If, if the bad guys cause collateral damage, um, it's not the good guy's fault and not that it's easier to let go of, but it's like, I don't know. What am I trying to say? The bad guys causing collateral damage is what you expect of them. The good guys causing collateral damage is a failure and is something that should be remedied. It's something that should absolutely be acknowledged. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, compensated for or something because, um, because these guys are just going wherever they want and doing whatever they want and going, well, the end result was these guys can't do this anymore. And they don't give a fuck about the gajillions of dollars of damage they cause for the cities, for individual people. You know, when you have a basically they're a natural disaster. And when you have a natural disaster like that, it fucks the economy where that happens. Yeah. The insurance companies have to raise their rates and it it fucks everything. Well, so people are having like consequences for much longer than they assume that they are. Yeah. Well, Vision comes through the wall to tell them someone's here to have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. Secretary of State, mm-hmm. Thunderbolt Ross. Wrong one. No. Oh, the wrong. Wrong actor. Yeah. I didn't know who he was either. No, because no, but I know I don't like that actor. I I was like, ugh, not that guy. I mean, not that I don't like the actor. Well, that's not what I meant. He's just not. And the actor's passed recently, and they're talking about replacing him with Harrison Ford. What? Yeah. That's going to be weird. Yeah. Can't they just Pink Panther it? Oh, you don't know. The last Pink Panther movie, Peter Sellers had died already. Uh Uh-huh. And so they took old footage of him uh, and his voice, and they finished the movie with um, uh, with no. still him. I think they're going to. Um, I think they're going to bring us Red Hulk, uh, which is Thunderbolt Ross getting a hold of uh, some Hulk juice. So, but Harrison Ford's a little bit. For that, yeah, we're... but you're only going to see him in the in the Bruce Banner scene, not the yeah. Hulk scenes. He'll probably voice. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's future that's casting, and we yeah. don't we don't worry about that. Um, Ross has brought a um, a copy of the Sokovia Accords, where uh, over a hundred nations have got together. One hundred seventeen. And said these supers Mm -hmm. should not be allowed to operate independently Mm -hmm. without oversight Mm -hmm. anywhere the fuck they decide to. Mm -hmm. Oh, you mean like how every other organization the United States has, um, like the Army, for example, and the Navy and the Air Force and the Marines? um, They can't just go over to another country and have a military action without explicit permission from the country. So, you know, unlike every fucking movie that Marvel has made where there are soldiers. (laughs) 
So they want the Avengers to uh, be basically the SF of uh, a UN task force. Special Forces, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can't do that. Nobody says SF. What's San Francisco? What are you doing? <laughs> um, now, it's blue dust at me, sir. To be fair, the Avengers Initiative was a Shield idea. They were they were supposed to be working for Fury. Yeah, this is what I'm confused about because once Fury said, "Let's do this," that we haven't. Like, well, there's not even been mention of them again. Fury said, let's do this. And then it turns out Hydra is half of S.H.I.E.L.D. So S.H.I.E.L.D. falls apart. Well, okay, fair enough. And so the Avengers are left without Fury in charge of them and have to take care of themselves. So it feels like it wasn't that long between Fury being pretend dead and Fury coming back. It wasn't that long. But by that point, even when Fury came back, he left S.H.I.E.L.D. with Coulson. Yeah. And the Avengers were kind of left to umbrella themselves. Well, yeah, because and, uh, as you've seen in the show, Coulson was kind of fucking busy. Coulson was kind of busy. And so Tony Stark tries to put a shield of armor around the world and ends up creating Ultron. And then Ultron tries to drop a city on the world, and now we're where we're at. Yeah. Okay, so um, so the Avengers need to have um, – they need to be like – the FBI or the CIA or the NSA. You're you're like you're on America's team and you can go other places, but you can't fucking do it without being told first. I mean, it doesn't need to be the UN. I feel like the UN is is excessive because there are too many goddamn people and not all of you're not gonna be able to get you're going to have to come up with an entirely new government to, to get those guys to freaking decide yay or nay. And that many people, we've already seen in our own country, you can't sure. get that many people to make a decision about something that important as fast as you would need to. But the thing is, you can't just go to Nigeria and do some stuff without Nigeria. Like, the FBI can't just show up in Edmonton. No, that's fair. You, However, they have to be asked. I kind of understand where where Steve is coming from, because if you let politi- politicians be in charge of the Avengers, mm-hmm. they're going to make political decisions when heroes are needed. Well, you, would you call the representatives of the UN politicians? Absolutely. I mean, like, they're world I, level politicians. But I don't. I didn't elect anybody for the UN. Well, you kind of did. You elected a uh, a executive branch, which appointed well, a secretary to the UN. Okay, but sure. Okay, but what I'm saying is the UN shouldn't be it. It should be like um, when there's a, a hurricane in New Orleans. The president doesn't just go, uh, emergency situation, send FEMA. He has to be asked. Uh, New Orleans has to be like, hey, guys, we need help. Yeah. So if... Like my example, Nigeria, get some super who's fucking everything up. Then the president of Nigeria or the, I don't, sadly, I don't know everything about every country. Um, whoever's in charge of Nigeria could be like um, on the, the purple phone, uh, Avengers, we need you. Okay. But From that president. But what happens when Doc Doom 
sets up a uh, a super manufacturing factory in Latveria, a country he owns, uh-huh. and he doesn't want people to come in and stop him from doing it. Well, then you, uh, is it a sovereign uh, nation? Yes. Then you can't go in there and do anything about but it. But the supers need to. You no, no, they don't. If he no, if he attacks somebody. And does something illegal on the global scale, then you can go in there and get him. But they can go in and stop him before the attack happens. No, you can't. It's, this isn't Minority Report. You don't. You can't arrest someone for future crime. But you can watch them building super soldiers, and stop that from happening. Oh, so America can build super soldiers, but Wachovia can't. I don't know. I just. Made up a word. Well, I was going with Latveria because that's Doom's country. Well, I couldn't remember the damn word you said because it sounds made up. It is. Um, I I just but but like no 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 that's that that United States of America bullshit where I can have all the nuclear weapons and and I can build super soldiers and I can have a super team but you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Stacy doesn't um Stacy doesn't agree with that. Uh, so, uh, Latveria or whatever you said, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, can have all the super soldiers they want. Maybe they don't want humans to be soldiers and be fodder in someone else's war. So they have mechs where like 10 guys go in instead of a hundred thousand guys. It's not up to America or the entire UN to decide what kind of soldiers Latveria can have. It's not your fucking business. Now, if he takes those super soldiers and he fucking uh, attacks Georgia, then you can be like, hey, motherfucker, you can't do that. Here's our Avenger guys, because Georgia said, hey, we need help. Because Mm -hmm. maybe Latveria goes over to Georgia and says, hey, we want to be in charge of your country now. Let's be a team. Maybe Georgia says, hey, I like that idea. Let us get your uh, super soldier tech. But Doom is, is legitimately evil. If Doom was legitimately evil, he'd already be grabbed up and put in jail. <sighs> These motherfuckers are so bad in the comic books that they don't even put the bad guys in jail. That's not my problem. <laughs> a lot of times this they do when but, they but the, get but the out scenario, on bail like six months later. This is the scenario you've given me. I can't help it. But you can't have Dr. Doom from Latveria um, be in jail in America. No, you can't. Because he... If he's not American, he doesn't belong here. Yeah. This is not how the world scene works. America is not everybody's fucking daddy. No, they're not. But. No, I'm telling you the way I say it works. That's the way the FBI works. That's the way the American government works with its states. Each individual state or each individual country has its own autonomy if they need help, they ask. You don't need a fucking UN. You don't need 132 people freaking telling you anything. I I just, I'm more on the side of the Avengers being a... Uh, independent bullshit? Independent organization. Okay. Okay. How about this? Let's say Russia uh-huh. has uh, an Avengers team. Yep. And uh, Doc Ock shows up here, right? Uh-huh. We got our own goddamn people. But Russia says, no, 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 no. You're too stupid to handle your own problem. Yeah. 
here come Russian Avengers and they blow up all of New York yeah, in order to get Doc Ock. Yeah. There goes Gotham. There goes fucking, I don't know. What are the other made up cities and comic books? Like there goes all the city. Like they blow up half our country just to get this dude. You're telling me that wouldn't piss you off? No, that would. Exactly. But So America should shut the fuck up. I trust my heroes. No. You shouldn't. Because your heroes are doing the exact same amount of collateral damage. Do you think if there was a bad guy in Elkton, Kentucky, that 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 Tony Stark would give a shit if he knocked over our 200-year-old house? He'd care. Oh, he'd care because I'd fucking talk to him afterwards. <laughs> Listen, listen, Tony Stark, out of his little uh, uh, onesie, uh, not as strong as I am mad. You know what I'm saying? So, for the record. For the record, this is why I'm on the team of uh, register these motherfuckers and make them the uh, FEMA of superhero villains. Uh, And everybody who knows Stacy Mm -hmm. has... To sew their jaw back in place because it has hit the floor. Listen, because it's not about. It's different. It's not. It is not registering all mutants, no matter what they do and what their powers are. It is it is um, regulating a military force. Okay. it's different. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows I don't trust the fucking army. The only- and I, I don't trust the fucking assholes in charge of it. So let's put assholes in charge of it. No, no, no. No, we're not. My idea was have people ask for help. The only part of this that's not surprising is that you disagree with Captain America. No, it's not surprising <laughs> at all. <laughs> No, because Captain America thinks that he's smarter than everybody else on the planet. I mean, how fucking old white guy could you get? (laughs) I am smarter than everyone else on the planet, and I should have free reign to police the entire world. Nay, the entire universe. He thinks he should be the sole keeper of the Avengers' power, he's literally not worthy. He has the potential to be intelligent, but not the information. You know what I'm saying? Well, Tony has the information and still fucks up. Well, I'm not saying Tony's perfect. I'm not saying Tony should be in charge either. I never said that. No, you know what we need hmm. is fucking Sharon Carter in charge. Or not Sharon Carter, Peggy Carter in charge. No. <laughs> yes. Put Peggy in charge. Okay, put, okay, sure. Put put Peggy from 1940s yes. in charge of the team. Yes. You put the countries who need help in charge of asking for the team. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we need Thunderbolt Ross to teach these guys strategy and, or I don't know, I'm just saying his name, but, like, somebody smarter. Yeah. Uh, like, 
you know, I don't know, say, like a mil, like a military scholar who understands nuances of 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 battleground politics. Yeah. Uh, to teach the team leader, and then they practice like every other policing force in the world. They practice. They learn things. They know their craft. These guys are out willy-nilly like, look what I can do with my hands. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I can't help it. It's because it's wrong. I, I'm right, and, and you're wrong. So Thunderbolt tells them sign the accord to retire, and then we jump to Baron Zemo breaking into a Hydra safe house. Who? Zemo. The dude who was working in the background to get the information on the 91 Accords. Even the guy whose name was never mentioned? No, his name was mentioned several times. Was it? Yes. I don't have it written in my notes. It's okay. <laughs> I do. Well, I gave, He's important. I gave up on the notes because Baron, there was nothing to note. Baron Zemo is a, a long-running uh, Captain America villain. Oh, well, in the comic books, yes. Yes. Well, that would be the difference. Well, he will he will be in this. Well, he sounds like a non-alcoholic beer. Go on. Yes, Baron Zima uh, breaks into Are a. Are you saying Zima. Baron? Baron, yes. As it's a title. The royal title. Yes. Oh. Uh, I think it's old first, white guy. Yeah, his, that's what I'm hearing. His first name starts with an H. I don't. It really doesn't it matter. Really doesn't matter. He's Baron Zima. Anyway, so he breaks into Hydra's safe house. Uh, and torches the dude. He's looking for information on the hit 91 that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Mm, yeah. And then we jump back to the Avengers debating uh, whether or not to sign. Tony's guilt makes him pro-signing. Uh, Cap does not want to be somebody's tool. His guilt. I think it's his knowledge that they need oversight. Um. Rhodey is for being in control, uh, being controlled, but he's like an active duty soldier, so that's not surprising. Yeah. Oh, but what's surprising is the not active duty was never actually a soldier. Is all against having someone give him orders. Tony or, or Captain America does not believe that other people are have, as smart as him. Ha, should be able to treat him like a weapon. He wants to be independent and make his own decisions. Nobody's treating him. Nobody would be treating him like a weapon. They'd be treating him like SEAL Team 6. Yeah. He doesn't. That's how little he knows about the military, that he doesn't even understand that, like, SEAL Team 6 isn't a weapon. He, his argument, like we've discussed, his argument is, is what if somebody sends us somewhere uh, we don't believe we should be or keeps us from going somewhere we need to Well, be? even soldiers have the ability to stand down and not follow orders that they think are unlawful. And then they but, but that's what that's where the choice comes in, where you they say, do you want to be in this team? If you don't go home, that's how the military works. The one that surprised me in this scene uh, and I'd forgotten that she had laid this way. Hmm. Is uh, Natasha, and she oh was, she was for she yeah. was for signing the accords, and I was surprised because she seemed like she seems like somebody that would be an independent operator. But well, but does she though? Because um, 
She's been trained to be an operative. Yes. However, and she's broken that training. But not really. I mean, no. she's she's broken maybe the mind control part of it. But, but also, you know, that collateral damage bothered the shit out of her, yeah. too. And more importantly, she she does an evaluation. Mm-hmm. She's like, if we don't agree to this, mm-hmm. it's going to be forced on us. Yeah. So let's get ahead of it. Well, yeah, because like half of the countries in the world, because I think what they're like 239 countries. Sure. Whatever. Give or I mean, take. Made up world, so there can be. Well, fair. There are more countries in their world than there are in ours. 117 countries have said, this is what we're doing. We've all agreed. Yep. So either you get on board or you go home. If you want to be on board, you got to be on board. But also, um, and the thing that for some reason Captain was really upset about is if, if the UN says, guys, we need you in Syria to stop the rebels, um, which they it seems like they wouldn't be. It seems like they could negotiate what things like you're in the beginning stages of forming the situation. Yeah. You can negotiate what things you're for. But say say, you know, uh, the U.N. says go to Syria, take care of the rebels. Uh, and if something goes wrong, it's the U.N. who has to take the burden of, yeah. well, we sent them in there. You know, like soldiers. Soldiers don't have to take on the personal uh, trauma of of uh, we went to Iraq and and it was for nothing. Um, it it was the United States government that did it. And Cap thinks that somehow that's immoral to pass the buck. Well, and one is, one is probably right in that if they get in on the ground floor, they might be able to build the mandates that govern yeah, them. Exactly. Because the first thing you do is we are only for supers. Yeah. If there's a super problem, we step up. Um, but not if there's like, you know, a serial killer that you can't catch. Uh, in the middle of this argument. Uh, Tony gets uh, notified that Peggy Carter has died and we will never see her again. Not Tony. Um, Captain, sorry, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say, what? Uh, in the middle of this, Steve gets notified that uh, Peggy Carter has died and we will never see her again. But we... I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't imagine why you're saying it that way. Um, but he, it didn't even say that. It says she has died, yeah. period, in her sleep, period. We don't know who she. You assume she. Well, seeing as we cut straight to her funeral, we don't have to worry about well, what we know and don't know sure. for who won't. Whatever. Uh, and this might be the first time that we find out Agent 13 is Sharon Carter, uh, Peggy's niece. Well, which is why you were so confused. It is why I was a little bit confused. And like I, I mentioned before, um, earlier in the podcast, the the timeline for what I understand from the comics is a little weird. Peggy Carter isn't really Peggy Carter. Sharon Carter is the one that Steve fell in love with in the 70s. Yeah, but why so did I all... get the impression that he was going to totally mack on the 150 years younger girl? Because she does have a very Peggy Carter yeah. kind of aura about her. They picked a really good person to be her. Yeah, you know, I mean, if every time I get put into stasis for 70 years, 
I wake up and date the niece of the person I was in love with. So rody. The whole idea. If he dates her, I'm going to be so mad. Well, I mean, they smooched later, so. Oh, shit. Did they? I'm just a. How did I miss that? What was I doing? You said, what the fuck, when it happened. We'll get there. Okay. Maybe you'll remember what we're talking about. Um, Yeah, one of the things. So at this point in time, Captain America is still on the fence whether or not he's going to sign, I think. Yep. But during Sharon's eulogy, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she basically says to compromise what you can as long as it's not your principles. Yeah. Uh, and that this is words of advice from her Aunt Peggy. And this really seals the deal for Steve. Yeah, because Steve has decided that these are principles he has, and yes. he is wrong. He's wrong. Yeah. Um, he, he Peak human, my ass. If he's peak human, then humans really suck. So Tony, Vision, Wanda, War Machine all signed the Accords. Uh, Hawkeye takes this as an opportunity to retire. And I'm mad that he comes back. Yeah, I mean... If I was his wife, I would have kicked his ass so fucking hard. Honestly... uh, Be like you, deciding to go back to the army. Do you know what I would do to you? (laughs) Honestly, he... Like, he needed to retire. He's he's given what he needed to for for his country and his world. And now that you know that he's got this adorable family out on a farm somewhere, like, you don't want him to be in on all this mess. Go home, man. Um, Like, shit. Don't be risking your life. You're just a regular dude. We can literally go out. There are so many, like, women that are, like, super... Uh, uh, what you call them? Archers. Archers. Yes. Uh, um, I've seen amazing stuff on TikTok. We don't need him. Yeah. I think when we get to it, you're actually going to enjoy the um the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus. Um, are we to... actually going to get his story then? Because we're, like literally, they have not developed his character at all. Oh, his character goes like we get, through some shit. The first thing I learned about him, besides his name, and you telling me that he's not super, not them. Yeah. That he's just a really good shot somehow. Like, I don't understand how that works, but he worked in a carnival. Don't worry about it. Oh my fucking <laughs> god! Not in the, not in the movies, but obviously not in the movies. But literally, the first thing I learned about him that wasn't his name and what he uses as a weapon was, oh, yeah, by the way, nobody knew this, but I had this adorable family. Yeah, that he keeps well hidden. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, it gets bad. His story, like, you are going to actually come to like him. I don't dislike him. I just, it just annoys me. And now that I've realized, because I didn't realize, I did not realize that so many of them were regular humans. Yeah. So him being a regular human is not the affront that I thought it was. Sure. Because everybody. But he's just a guy with a bow and arrow fighting next to gods and monsters. Well, okay, quit calling Hulk a monster. (laughs) That is so racist. Stop it. It's not his fault. I didn't say it was his fault. Well, you can't call him a monster. He's not a monster. He's in there. Rude. Duh. All right. So we cut to the UN. 
Um, it wasn't really the UN. That's not what the UN looks like. Uh, <laughs> King Kachaka was giving a uh, speech to the UN. It may not have been the main floor in New York City. Well, I'm just saying that's not like the UN like room. Okay. Well, we cut to the speech that is going to be given to the UN that isn't at the UN. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just not. Um, and T'Challa and Natasha are talking about the accords. Uh, and I, I think they had an interesting conversation that is definitely worth listening to. The purpose of this is that King T'Chaka is announcing that the that Wakanda is entering into the UN uh, and wants to help bring peace to the world by finally sharing their their technology and their wealth with the world. That's a bad idea. It's a very bad idea, um, considering how advanced Wakanda is and why they're so advanced. Yeah. Yeah. He discusses uh, the theft of some vibranium, which we'll find out about more. Uh, well, I thought we already got that story. Oh, we did, didn't we? We yeah. got Claw, who had stolen some vibranium. Yeah. Um, That's a story. I was like, I already, I remember that. And then in the middle of his speech, uh, somebody bombs the building and kills uh, King T'Chaka. Which is, I imagine, why the real UN isn't in front of a bank of windows. Probably. In a skyscraper. Yeah. The the UN is where they have that pretty green marble. Yeah. Where you stand in front of the pretty green marble. Um and it I don't know why, but well I do know why. It's pretty and I like rocks. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the rest of the room looks like. I just know green pretty green marble. And the Avengers start to assemble but uh T'Challa says not to worry about it. He'll get Bucky himself. Yeah, listen. His daddy died in his arms. Yeah. Um, it's his kill. It's fair. Until it becomes someone else's kill. And as far as I'm concerned, those two can fight it out. Um... Oh, this is a Captain America movie, so let's find out what Captain America wants. Fuck that douchebag. <laughs> Captain America wants to bring Bucky in himself. Um, no. He says he's the person least likely to die trying. Which is cunty. And, and wrong. Stupid as fuck. Because Bucky ain't got shit on the vision. No, Bucky ain't got shit on anybody. He's just a regular human. No, Bucky's been enhanced. He's just. Oh no, no, soldier. not Bucky, not Bucky. Yeah. Captain. Captain is just a human. Yeah. Um. So unless he can strap his shield onto his arm so that it doesn't fling away anymore, <laughs> he's fucked. Um. Here's the real motivation here. Um. Cap is sexually attracted to Bucky from a long time and is in love with him. They're best buds from, like, elementary school. You know what? I love my two very best friends in the whole world. I love them. 
But if they killed people, I would not be all, let me go get her. What if somebody kidnapped Sheila, brainwashed her, and used her as a weapon against her will? Wouldn't you want to have her back? I think it's funny that you picked Sheila. I have two best friends. I know, but... (laughs) If Sheila got brainwashed and killed... For 70 years, everyone that the Russians wanted dead, and you know, you know, in real life, all the Russian stuff. Yeah. Then I would be like, good luck, uh, Captain Panther boy. Uh, you go get her. I'm going to stay over here and I'll have the popcorn ready. <laughs> I'm not doing it. No, I don't care. Listen, I love Sheila. But if she's brainwashed, she's no longer Sheila. She doesn't. Sheila died, and now this is a new person. But we Shanene. And Shanene isn't my best friend. But we can fix her. Yes. If if the other Avengers can track her down, grab her up, and get her back alive, um, then we can fix her. But that doesn't have anything to do with me going out all by myself. Well, he's not by himself. He's got Falcon and no, Sharon he Carter was helping. he. His plan was let me go all by myself. That's what his plan. He's like, all y'all don't know what you're doing. Let me go because you'll kill him. <laughs> uh, because I have more self control than the rest of you. I'm bigger and better and stronger and smarter. <laughs> And I'll go get him. And I'll do it the right way. Oh, shit. So, I, bet you, I bet you he doesn't know how to load a dishwasher. <laughs> sure he does. He gets his wife drunk. I bet <laughs> I bet he doesn't know how to wash clothes. I bet he doesn't know how to make his own food. I bet that dude doesn't know how to do anything practical to take care of his own self. And he thinks... He thinks he's the guy to go do the thing when he he can't even handle something simple like cleaning the cat box. Meanwhile, Zemo is learning Bucky's secret words. Nobody cares. He's not learning them. He's got them in a book and he's saying he's memorizing them. If he's memorizing them, then why did he have the book in his face while he was saying them mm-hmm. to him? In Maybe the cage? he was afraid of getting them wrong. I don't know. Oh, my fucking God. He's just reading them, dude. So Bucky's in Bucharest. And Steve shows up at his apartment. Is it? Oh, yeah. He was in Bucharest because you thought Bucharest was Budapest. Which would have been funny. It would have been a funny joke if you'd been right. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Yeah. Steve's trying to talk him to come in quietly, but then the German special forces show up. Okay. Were they special forces? They Yes. They literally said they were. Oh, okay. Yes, Captain America goes to Germany, of all places. Yeah. And then, I mean, see, now now we're getting to the part where all of my hatred of Captain America is completely justified, and he's a piece of shit, and I hate him, and he should be in jail. He is a criminal. 
Um, he fucking beats the holy shit out of German special forces, apparently. Yeah. But I didn't think they were that special. Well, that's the thing. You say that they're special forces, but they act like uh, Gomer Pyle's rejects. Sure. So that so that Captain America looks better. Cap and Bucky look like. Captain Bucky. Cap and, and Bucky. Bucky. I'm, my ears, man. Sorry. I thought you said Captain Bucky, and I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Have they joined the hip completely now? <laughs> um. <clears throat> he stopped Bucky from killing. At least two dudes. Yeah. Which only makes him marginally better. Because at one point, he ties a dude to another dude and throws him over the fucking balcony, expecting the first dude is, or the the second dude is strong enough to hold the first dude up. Apparently. Very likely what would have happened in real life is both soldiers would have gone over the balcony and both would have died and it would have been Cap's fault. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't because it's a fucking movie. Yeah. And they wrote it that and way. Because Cap doesn't kill people. You know what? I, what is the difference? If you beat somebody so badly that they never walk again, how is that much better They're than still just alive. killing them? Yeah, but... They can still sit in the mouth having, having death be the line between bad guys and good guys means that the good guys can get away with doing way worse shit oh, yeah. than the bad guys ever did. And yeah. it's fucking bullshit. Because I don't give a crap how many people you didn't kill. How many people did you maim for life? Because, you know, when Captain America claps both of his hands over your ears, your eardrums burst and you don't hear anymore. Now you're deaf. You can't do your job anymore. And you can't hear your little baby cry. Yeah. That makes him a bad guy. I'm saying Captain America is the one that knocked that building over and killed Alfred Woodard's little boy. It's his fault. I blame him. I blame Steve because he created Ultron. I wait. Steve created Ultron. Or I blame Tony because Tony created Ultron. But Tony didn't create Ultron. He just didn't contain him. Same yeah. No, not really. I mean, it is his fault that 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 thing had the access that it did. Uh, But it it wasn't, it was a lack of common sense. It wasn't malicious. So uh, the Black Panther catches up to Bucky as he's about to get away. Tell me you don't absolutely love that, that um, it looks very much like the cat. If you took the cat and flung her across the floor, she would spin around and then use her claws to slow herself down. Yeah. In exactly the way they've got the Black Panther doing it mm-hmm. in the movie. And it's so smooth and per it's so sexy. Yeah. I love that move. This leads to a foot race. Okay. Uh until Captain America carjacks a cop. Carjacks a cop. A German cop. Yeah. Initiating an international incident. And Bucky... Because he's in his, hey, look, guys, I'm Captain America outfit. And Bucky yanks somebody off of a motorcycle and snatches it, which, by the way, was a practical effect. Somebody did that for real. Are you sure? Yeah, I read some trivia. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you Um, made me stay away from the trivia. Yeah. I get to know that. Rude. Uh, So that was... That turned into a real 
fiasco. Um, and a shootout and collateral damage and lots of fucking broken shit. And then War Machine shows up. Well, the thing is, Cap shows up, talks to him for like five minutes and decides, oh, he's my old friend. Yep. And this is where I'm confused because he's not frozen right now. Why not? Why isn't Bucky frozen? Yeah. Because is he in the middle of a mission? No, 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 no. In Winter Soldier, the last Captain America movie, uh-huh. Bucky pulls Steve Rogers out of the river. after the, And he ran away. And he walked away, yeah. So he's trying to come to terms with being an autonomous person again. But, like, he doesn't have any of his memories. He's got some of them. Like the vaguest. Yes. Okay. I had forgotten about the... Yeah, he's he's trying to become himself again. Mm. Um, yeah, but War Machine shows up and arrests all three of them. Good. Um, then we cut to a scene where Vision's cooking for Wanda. Uh, this is... Tell me... Okay, they're finally actually showing us a relationship between two people. Yeah. They're showing us showing us the bloom of it. Makes me so happy. Yeah. And it's only slightly tinged by the fact that while Vision is there building relationship with her, he's also holding her under house arrest. Well, yeah, but to be fair, um, it's a legitimate, he's, he's doing a legitimate thing. Yeah. It's, it's hard. This It's semantics. You can... You can keep somebody safe and do a job while catching feels at the same time. Well, and he's not keeping her safe. He's trying to make sure she doesn't go out and, and cause an incident. Yeah. Which is a little excessive because it's not like she's running around, like, blowing shit up accidentally. Yeah. That happened in the course of one of their missions. So I feel like, you know, boy, they should... If they were willing to trust her in a mission, they really should trust her to, like, walk to the store. (laughs) Uh, We cut to Berlin, where Martin Friedman is in charge of the law enforcement or the enforcement part of the task force. Uh, Cap's shield and Falcon's wings get confiscated. Well, they don't belong to him. No. I guess, theoretically, they're government property, but... Well, our government stole the vibranium to make the shield, didn't they? I think it was a gift. I think it was a gift. That's not how I remember it. I remember, don't I remember negotiations and rudeness? and? No, I think it was a gift because if it had been stolen, Wakanda would have taken it back. Maybe. Okay, well, anyway, it doesn't belong to Cap. <clears throat> yeah. It's, um... It's it's like soldiers getting issued uh, uh, Kevlar. It's not his. Yeah. Um, and the wings, if if they've changed the origin of the wings, the wings are a a military project. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. So they are the government property. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just like War Machine. War yeah. Machine isn't the guy. War Machine is the tool. Yep. Captain America isn't the guy, it's the tool. Yeah. Because without that shield, he ain't shit. Well, he's still a super soldier. He's still... Yeah, yeah but he's, he's not... But he's not flinging things, and he's not surviving 
10 story falls. Thank Probably. you very much. Uh, no, because so, he's a peak human, not a super one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, in, if he, when he was younger, if he jumped off a three story building, he'd break something. Most likely. Yeah. The ground when he hit it. You're funny. <laughs> my problem with Cap, my biggest problem with Captain America, besides his fucking personality and his attitude, is that his set of, his supers, his powers, or whatever you want to call them, are not clearly defined. They have no rules. No, they it, really don't. It pisses especially me Especially in these movies. I need rules. Um, I, but even in the comics, it's kind of consistent that if your hero's in a bind, that's just a little bit too much for them. Oh, kinda, well, then you should be a better writer. You kind of goose their powers a little bit. Well, then you should be a better writer. Yeah. If you can't write yourself out of a corner, then you shouldn't be writing. Um, so Tony and Cap have a conversation about the chords and Tony almost gets Cap to change his mind, but then he pushes him a little too far. Well, yeah. Um, and so Captain America shows that he can out stubborn anybody. No, cause he's a big baby. Um, and then Sharon comes in and turns on the cameras and they watch Bucky's interview. Where they don't know, but we discover that Baron Zemo is doing the interview. Oh. <laughs> um, How did you know that? Because I saw his face. But I don't, I don't understand. And you saw it later when the when they do the blackout. Well, then why did they think he was Bucky? What? You're confusing me. Okay, so Bucky's in jail. Yeah. They bring in a shrink. Yeah. To talk to him. Oh, that shrink oh, is Tarantino. Oh, 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 Jesus Christ! I completely misunderstood what part of the show or the movie you were talking about. I'm sorry. No, no, yes. no. you're. Yeah, no, no. I. I completely misunderstood. Yep. So Zemo has it's, them. It's, it's not. An, it's not an interview. It's a it's a session. Yeah, sure. Well, it's kind of an interview, but whatever. But I thought you meant like a TV interview. Yeah. I was confused. So Zemo causes a blackout uh, with an EMP. Well. Power goes out. He doesn't. Well, his minions do. He's in charge. Yeah, this is sure. Um, and he uses this blackout to activate Bucky's uh, code words and use him first to for more information about the 91 mission, uh, but also to get out of the facility. Uh, and during this fight on the way out of the facility, we kind of notice um, T'Challa's ring that he got from his father reacting mm -hmm. to Bucky's arm. So there's that inference that it is a vibranium, uh, or at least partially vibranium. Yeah, arm. but the question is, it looked to me like dude's arm and T'Challa's ring were at opposing poles. Yeah. Like magnetic poles. Um, why? I, I don't know. I think it was just to let us know that there's some interaction. Like, they don't really tell us how vibranium works yet. We well, won't I, get that until the I mean, I kind of just assumed <laughs> they made such a big deal about the ring. They showed it, and they showed him fiddling with it, and they focused on the ring itself. 
I just assumed it was vibranium then. So yeah, why? And we know that that arm is stolen vibranium. So I don't understand why this whole weird like vibranium rejects itself. That makes no fucking sense. Because if if that were true, then you wouldn't be able to make cohesive items with it. Yeah, it vibranium is semi magical. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, vibranium has the properties of plot. Yeah. Well, this is part of the reason why I'm not a Marvel fan because because yeah. I don't like that. Um. There's actually, like, vibranium has been used so many different ways throughout the 616 that there's actually different strains of vibranium, if that makes sense, like different chemical compositions of vibranium, depending on where well, it that, came from. That's, uh, well, uh, okay, that makes sense, because yeah. lead and turquoise, you can tell where they came from. Yeah, like. You can tell which specific mines turquoise came from. Wakandan vibranium works a certain way, but other vibranium works a little bit different, and it's a whole thing. Well, I don't know about it working differently, but yeah. No. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So uh, at the end of this scene, or the end of this fight, we watch uh, Captain America hold back a helicopter straight up with his firepower. Um, No. I am so annoyed at this scene that I'm not even going to talk about it. Okay. Because no. He worked out really hard for that scene. No and no. No, no. No, no. Okay. No. And no. <laughs> Absolutely no. Did you uh, Do you know what kind of force a helicopter has when it takes off a fucking lot the uh the force of the the propellers not propellers blades spinning the air pushing and the yeah yeah no you know the whole physics of how a giant fat uh bumblebee of a machine flies around one that's big enough to like lift tons of weight and carry it around and drop it off somewhere tons of weight plus it's Depending only, on the helicopter, a huge amount of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they ruin it by merely calling him peak human. Because where are the Mythbusters on this? Because um, I think even if you hooked up one of those super badass humongous cranes to a helicopter... Uh, I feel like it would be quite a battle to see which one of those machines won. Yeah, like that effort is like Hulk-level effort. Thor, you show Thor doing that, and I'll buy it. You show Hulk doing it, and I'll buy it. Uh, But honestly, the the handrail that he's holding on to would have got ripped out of the building before. Yeah, before the fucking, the runner on the helicopter bent. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, bullshit. Because you know what? Here's here's how you know this is bullshit, right? He doesn't have super skin, does he? He's not fucking uh, uh, Michael Chiklis or anything. Uh, or Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, so I can lift quite a bit of weight, right? Um, I can lift with my arms uh, 230 pounds. Uh, it's a little bit rough on me, but I can pick it up. But you know what I can't do? I can't pick up that weight with my fingers, 
without my fucking skin screaming at me. Like any kind of little edge and then my my whole hand dents in, right? So let me grab a helicopter and and like let 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 my skin get mad at me about about gripping a helicopter and holding it in. Like his skin would peel off. Yeah. He would be pulling his skin apart. Well, either way, that ridiculous scene is His bones would be breaking. Well, I, we assume his bones are... Are what? No, they're peak human. They're, they're peak human bones. Peak human... I, I think... Peak human just means, like, strong and healthy. Yeah. Like, uh, humans are not special. Yeah. It's so, like saying peak dog. You know what I mean? Like, uh, peak dog is still just a dog. I could still kick the ass of a peak dog. So Bucky wakes up with his arm in the vice because Steve and Falcon have captured him. Sure they have. And this is where I we, don't believe it. And this is where we find out that Bucky's not the only Winter Soldier. They've made five more. Well, we hint, we got hinted uh, that um, when Bucky murdered the parents of our intrepid hero. Yeah. So. Not Cap. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross, Secretary of State Ross, wants to put spec ops on finding Captain Bucky. Uh, there's some banter back and forth, and Tony gets 36 hours to bring him in. Cap should go to jail and never get out. Sure. Like, you should get, if you are an American citizen and you go to another country and uh, start an international incident, you should go to jail back in America uh, for a long time. You should be in big fucking trouble. Because if you leave our country and go to another one, you are an unofficial ambassador of our country. And if you embarrass us, we should smack you in the head. Sure. Uh, but we, first, we have to assemble a team. Oh, my God. What kind of team are they going to assemble? We need to, we need to draft more people for... Or massive civil war. Do we? I mean, like, yes. The Avengers are nothing if they're down two people. Their 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 roster's pretty thin. Not just down two people. Friggin' uh, Hawkeye retired. Captain Falcon are in the on on the bad guy side. Okay, so three down. Because the other people, if they'd said to um, shit, where's my paper? Uh, if they had said to the to the other people, hey, we need your help, do you think they were just going to say, fuck you, yeah. we're not on this team anymore? No. So we cut to Queens. And Peter Parker. No, oh, this is annoying to me. Where we get our first glimpse of the new Peter Parker and the new Aunt May. Now they've, again, got a new Spider-Man and are rewriting his fucking story. Well, they don't really give us his origin story. They just mm-hmm. jump right into him yeah. swinging around in pajamas. And so all of the Spider-Man movies with all of the origin stories that we've seen already, all a million of them. Are alternate universes. And, no. Um <laughs> See, but that's annoying. I don't like that. It's stupid. I know. It's fucking stupid. I know. And it wouldn't be as stupid if they had somehow, like, they're retroactively saying that. It's bullshit. What we know about Spider-Man is he 
we know more uh, than six months of his fucking backstory. That didn't all happen in less than six months, all of his origin story and all of those million fucking Spider-Man movies. Therefore, them just jumping in, why did they, why did they do six months? Why didn't they do like, he's been around for three years? Because they wanted him to be fresh enough. They wanted that him Tony to be in Yeah. No, I, that's dumb. Because he's Tony's going to adopt him. He's what, 18? He's still 21 if you wait three years. He's not even 18. He's like 16. He's still in high school. 16 or 17. Not Toby McGuire. No, 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 Toby, but. I don't, no, yeah. all of them. All of them are still in high school in their origin story. Jeremiah. Yeah. I know. Okay. I don't know what your point is. Okay, so uh, Spider-Man is a senior when he gets bit by the spider. Okay. Based on what I've seen in the movies. Yes. If you go from 18 to three years after he's been bitten so that he has three years of fighting crime, getting good and snarky, um, coming up with the dad jokes prematurely because that's how awesome he is. Um and understanding his powers, he's still only 21. He's still literally the baby of the group and influenceable. 21-year-olds are basically babies. Sure. They're not adults. Okay. They've, they're, not, they're not fully developed yet. So you make him not, because this Spider-Man... The reason it made me so mad is because he's he's 12. He's inept. Mm-hmm. He's uneducated. Um, he's on his own. Somehow his suit is the suit that later he... I, um, Aunt May is now a fresh-faced 35-year-old. Well, she looks like it. She's actually like 50 or something, but she looks really fucking young. She's Gen X old, which is not old, <laughs> still hot, and Tony's Tony's like Mac on her hardcore. Um, oh, do I want Tony and Aunt May to get together? Oh, how awesome would that be? Because she wouldn't put up with any of his crap. Like way better than Pepper Potts. But like this version of, of Spider-Man is just weak and boring. He, and the weakness is the worst part. He's inept. And they kicked his fucking ass. Um, no, they didn't. No, yeah. No. He, uh, I'm sorry. Did I or did I not see him laying in the middle of the blacktop going, oh, okay, I'm done, I'm done. That was after he put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, but. No, no, no. no. He, he held his own in that fight. Matter of fact, he was the funniest in that big fight. Well, yeah. He, he came up with the idea to take down. Uh, uh, Giant yeah. Ant-Man, he, he held his own against uh, quite a few of the the soups. Like, no, my, but my point is that he's he's too immature. Yeah, he's there, definitely there's immature. There's no way this group of guys should have looked at that 16 year old boy and thought, oh yeah, let's pull him. Yeah, in. let's draft him. No, that with with no training, they haven't worked together before. Like. It's yeah. my my problem with bringing Spider-Man into the MCU has always been that Spider-Man is is best used as a street level superhero, and yeah. they're bringing him into a galactic fight, and that doesn't work. 
No, because in space, there's nothing to throw your spider web around. Yeah. Yeah. But so Tony drafts him. I just, I don't like it. And also Tom Holland, everybody's so fucking goo goo gaga for him. Um, I don't get it. First of all, first of all, he's not attractive. Uh, second of all, he's not attractive because he's literally 12. And ew, all you old ladies think he's hot. You're disgusting and should go to jail. Um, and he's immature and he's a baby. Yeah. I don't like that Mary Jane either. Mostly because I don't no, like. I, she's, no, no, no. She's a good Mary. She's a better Mary Jane. Well, he's a better. She's a be- better Mary Jane than the original Mary Jane. But I still don't like Mary Jane. I'm so fucking mad that's not Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Because after seeing Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck are we looking at Mary Jane again? Yeah. Fuck her. Although she's not actually Mary Jane. She's MJ. We will no, get to that. She's, she, her name is Mary Jane. Her, no, it's not. It's it's something else. Um, she's called MJ, but she's not actually but Mary why Jane. Did they, why would they do that? I Honestly, I don't know. Why would they ruin it? They ruin everything. Yeah, they just call her MJ. Uh, I don't even think her last name is Watson. We'll get to that when we get to but it. But the best part of the newest Spider-Man iteration is his best friend. Yeah. And and his best friend's reactions to all the crazy. We'll, we'll get to that when the Spider-Man movies happen. Yeah, but like... This is actually a Captain America movie. Bull shit. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't look at... I really don't like it when Tom Holland later gets uh, the the new Tony Stark Spider-Man outfit. Yeah. yeah it, were... take, it takes away this. Okay. It is important. It's germane because this iteration of Spider-Man takes away all of Spider-Man's autonomy, yeah. all of his intelligence. No, he becomes a, he becomes a, uh, he becomes, he becomes Robin. Robin. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. You can't talk until you get me a Coke. <laughs> That's going to make for some uninteresting <laughs> podcasting. What are you talking about? I'm awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, but you see my point, though. Yeah. Meanwhile. Bleh. Meanwhile, bleh. Meanwhile, Clint Martin, a.k.a. Hawkeye, seeing as you can't seem to remember his name. Well, I didn't even know his name was Clint Barton. Go, we, okay. Goes to rescue Wanda. I don't remember names unless you say them a bunch of times to me while I'm looking at that person's face. I he, can't help it. He goes to rescue Wanda from the Avengers Mansion. Rescue. Um, rescue. And she doesn't really no, want to go. But not rescue. She doesn't need rescuing. She doesn't need rescuing. If but, she'd wanted to leave... If, yeah, if if she she only stayed because she respects Vision. Yeah. And also she wants on that uh, uh, RD. She doesn't really want to go until Vision uh, like, Tells her she's not allowed to. puts Hawkeye in the huckabuck. What? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? And, uh, no, 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 you can't skip over that. What did you just say? The huckabuck. What's a huckabuck? It's a... It's a hold. It's just a thing. Leave it alone. No, 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 no. You're making shit. I don't shit know on. the origin of it. It's just a phrase that people say. No, I literally, I've been talking to people You've my got, whole life, and I've never heard anybody say 
Fucking fuck. We will pause while you look this up. A hillbilly or otherwise culturally backwards person. Yeah, no, but it's also a hold. A slang term for a sexual position where the female is on her back with her knees up, next to her head, and against the ground. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I picked it up in in the service. Well, okay. It doesn't hit, matter. Hit record. Are you recording? Yeah. Yeah, listen, um, I have to tell you, um, don't use any more slang from the Army until you've Googled it. Because um, I guarantee you, it's it's not actually a hold. It's just referring to the fact that the sexual position where the woman has her is on her back and her knees are up next to her head means she can't fucking move. Okay. Um and I don't think I don't think you want to say that. <laughs> so in, in this context because that's that's weird. It's also a drink. This is the weirdest piece of slang I have ever heard come out of your mouth. And that is really saying something, man. <laughs> I have never heard this before. You know why? Because it's so dirty that other soldiers wouldn't say it in front of me. And I cuss like a sailor and they all have known it. So that's, that's, yeah. that's problematic. Wanda uh, increases visions density so that he crashes through several layers of floor and her and Hawkeye escaped. Oh, is that what she did? Yes. Because that's his she, power. I thought she flung him. See, I don't... But, yeah. but they they don't stop and tell us what people's powers are. Yes, I perfect. just assumed that she flung him with her magic so hard that he fell through all those floors. Vision's power is to be able to uh, control his density. Either make it really... Uh, make himself really well, dense so he can go through walls or make himself super dense so that he can't be hurt. Well, that certainly explains why I could see through him because literally they have not explained his powers at all. So she took control of the Mind Stone and made him super dense so he went boom, into okay. the earth. How come he's not in the um, Avengers? He is. I mean, like... But at the beginning of the movie, when they're all doing a thing, he's not there. Oh, I don't know why they didn't take him to. Like, he. I don't... It, they grabbed him up for the quote unquote Civil War part. I don't know why they left him at home when they did the big off at the beginning of the movie. Well, it, it makes him look like, you know how in the comic books they have the women make the tea and do the laundry and sure. shit yeah. while the guys fuck off? It made it look like he was the butler. Mm-hmm. Well, because, and then they have him babysitting. So it really looks like they have no respect for him. Maybe, They're treating him like they would treat a woman. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Because he seems know. awesome. That's a pretty good... If he's got a... What are his other superpowers? That's pretty much it. That and the laser beam he can shoot out of his forehead for some reason. That must be after he learns how to control the stone. Yeah. Because he said himself in the movie that he doesn't really... No, it's a mystery no. to him. Yeah. I, I do remember. I remember a laser coming out of his head. Yeah. Um, Sharon uh, gives Cap and Falcon their toys back um, under a bridge, and this is where Cap gives her a smooch. It was also where we get some really fun banter between Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier, where Bucky's like, "Can you can you move your seat up a little bit?" And Falcon's like, "Fuck off, dude." 
Oh yeah, they're they're in that little beetle bug. Okay, I mentioned this uh, while we were watching the movie, but um, you know that like the VW Beetle was like a Nazi vehicle, right? Like the it was formed under the the Nazi regime that company. Yeah, I and mean, I'm sure they're not Nazis now, <laughs> but just the the visual of Captain Douchebag driving a Nazi Beetle, and it's it's even like an old Beetle. It's not a new one. It's an old one. Perhaps Nazis touched it. You don't know. Like driving that around is fucking hysterical, and I I wonder if they thought of that when they did that. I don't know. Maybe he did say he wanted to be undercover. He wanted to keep a low profile. Well, that is the lowest profile. Although, although there is too far under profile, because think about it. If you saw a Nissan Sentra that's of this era with four dudes in it, you wouldn't pay attention, right? But if you see a 1960s VW Bug with four dudes shoved into it. Tell me you wouldn't look at that and go, what the fuck is going on there? Yeah, and then you'd be like, hey, wait, that is the very recognizable face of that douchebag Captain America. <laughs> I wonder who's with him. You know what I mean? Like, it's there. It's too far. And so uh, Cap's team via Hawkeye also drafts uh, Scott Lee, a.k.a. Ant-Man. What's his name? Scott Lee. Lang. Lang, L-A-N-G, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, words that have the uh, have uh, consonants that drop off, I... Sure. Because it sounded like Lane. Um, and then on their way out of town at the airfield, um, Tony s- drops in and says, Hey, Cap, I can't let you leave. I got to take you in. Let's make this easy. And Cap says, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to stop. So Tony says, hey, pajamas. When did pajamas he called Spider-Man? Oh, I don't know. You laughed your ass off about it. It was pajamas or um, tracksuit or. He did. He called them something and I don't remember what it was. But Spider-Man swings in and just snatches the shield right out of Cap's hand. Yeah, because Spider-Man's, like, Spider-Man really could have, like, insurgent uh, attacked all these guys and they would have been done. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the big fight scene. That I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning a Spider-Man cartoon I saw once where Spider-Man, there's like four or five bad guys. And they're all in a line, and Spider-Man just swings around them and does what he did to the Ant-Man. Yeah. And zoop, zoop, zoop. And they all, like, come together <laughs> in the bundle, and now the cops come. And now we're done. Too easy. That's um, what you get when you have mature Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we get the big brawl on the airfield that is the so, eye candy of the I movie. I swear to God, if you say big brawl one more time. Every superhero except for Thor and Hulk are in it. Like this is well, except for the other. They, sur- they even brought two new heroes. Yeah, except for all the other supers that are in the world. Yes, but this is this is the entire roster of movie 
heroes. Mm -hmm. They even got two new ones involved, uh, Black Panther and Spider-Man, to make it a bigger fight. This is no, this, where, where's the wasp? This is the entire. How come they didn't get the wasp? Well, that's a good question. They probably should have brought her also. Because uh -huh. um, wherever Ant-Man goes, the wasp is sure to follow. I'm sorry. The wasp flies. He follows her. <laughs> um, this this fight scene is fulfilling in that there were a lot of really cool matchups and combos and really, really fun <coughs> shots. I guess. Uh, there was some fair fan candy. The Spider-Man holding the, the, the shield for a minute and... How the really annoying... Dude holding his punches back because he didn't want to hit a girl. Well, because he, she was his friend. Not just because she was a girl, but she's his friend. Yeah, but if you're friends, why are you punching each other? Because you're on different sides of the fight. No, see, if I'm if if I'm ever in a physical fight and I'm pulling back my punches because it's the person I care about, I wouldn't be hitting them. Brother versus sister in the Civil War. No, see, when brother and sister go uh, to battle with each other, they don't love each other anymore. They don't pull their punches. Do you think I ever pulled my punch with my brother? No. My, I was aiming to fuck his ass up. Which is why you're still friends to this day. You want to know why we're not friends right now? The scene where uh, Hawkeye shoots an arrow and Ant-Man's riding it was really cool. Yeah. Um, all of all of Spider-Man's quips were great this entire fight. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, the best part? Uh, oh, no, I can't do the best part. Laying inside of Iron Man's suit, ripping pieces out, and, and Tony, like, who is that? It's your conscience. You've been a bad boy. Never All mind. of that was you great. Just, you just took my best part of the movie. Well, No, it's too, you already yeah. talked about it. It's too late. <laughs> All of that was really good. All of that banter. This was a good fight scene. I mean, yeah, but it... I, you know... uh it's just when you say Civil War, it, the connotation of the word Civil War are so much bigger and more, and more consequential okay. than this completely. Con it reminded me of like uh, a movie where you, you're on the ground and you see ants fighting each other. Sure. And then you zoom out. To like human size, and then you can't even see the ants anymore. Like what they're doing is so completely inconsequential. Uh, it, it's, I mean, the fight. These guys are friends. They're a team. It shouldn't be a physical fight. Yeah. They should be at the headquarters talking to each other. If they are so immature that they can't even have a debate without punching the shit out of each other. And going and getting other friends to help beat new friends to beat up old friends, then they shouldn't be allowed to be the Avengers. It kind of proves the point. Yeah. So there no physical fight. They should be debating. Fair, but superheroes fight superheroes all the time in the comics. It's a thing. Yeah, and, but I mean, I don't care about the comics. It doesn't matter. And just just one more <clears throat> dig on this. The the Civil War event in the comics lasted almost an entire year. A hundred and thirty-two comic books involved. Yeah, was but a, was it a civil war or was it a civil argument? No, it was a war. They, they fought over and over and over again. Yes, 
People died. Okay, well, that's a civil war, but this movie was not. not. So much. I, I, I'll give it to you. It was, a so single, it was a single fight. I, I will grant you that it's not so much. And now here's the thing. How in the hell, in the next movie, are they all going to make up with each other and be friends again? This is not how friends act. Once you have come to the point where you're beating the shit out of each other, you can't be friends again. Well, the next time they all get together, Thanos is the threat that pulls them all together. So. Yeah, but I watched that movie. It was inept. Maybe they, they were inept. Maybe you'll care more later. Um, I doubt it. A couple of Cap's team sacrificed themselves. Widow uh, actually double crosses her side by zapping so Black Panther so that Bucky and Cap can escape. Well, I mean, it is Black Panther. He's not really a part of the team. Yeah. No. <clears throat> He's not taking orders from any of them. He's just there because he wants to kick Bucky's ass. Which, by the way, can we talk about how uh, Captain America is breaking all of the laws and befriending Bucky and letting Bucky run around loose? He's trusting him to run around loose and fight against his fucking friends. Yes. With his still brainwashed brain. He's not done anything to try to help him. Oh, that's because he's an idiot. He's not a scientist. So he can't fight. He's fighting against the people that can help him. Like, he should have been coming home to Tony and being like, Tony, help me out here with him. But no. So so um, Captain America has forgiven Bucky the murderer. Not Bucky the good guy. He has forgiven Bucky the murderer and is is teaming up with a murderer to fight against his own friends. Yeah. And therefore Cap should not get any leeway. He is now an accessory after the fact. He's harboring. He's aiding and abetting. Yeah. Because even after we find out that Bucky isn't the one that killed uh, King T'Chaka, he is still the guy that killed Tony's parents. Yeah. And that's enough, but you know he's killed way more people than that. Not only did he kill Tony Stark's parents, but he didn't even have the cojones to look her in the eye while he choked her to death. Yeah. He just, I mean, it was like a complete and total disregard of her humanity. So He was a robot. I And Cap... We find out that Cap fucking knows. Yeah. Not only, not only is he forgiving and befriending the murderer, but he fucking knows that the murderer murdered his friend's fucking parents. Tell me that doesn't put Captain America solidly on the bad team. He is, he is an asshole. And, and what I don't understand is that the other guys, are also on his team. Like they're like they're like, oh fuck that murder guy, but ha 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 ha, let's still fight. That I'm sorry, but like that's that's being on his team. You what morals do you have if you're like, oh let me fight alongside the murderer? 
Explain this to me. How, they're, they're, how as an audience member am I supposed to forgive these fucking assholes? Because they've got the idea. If it, I don't one hundred percent support it, but the idea is that Bucky's not at fault because he wasn't making the decisions. Cap is trying to save him mm-hmm. from what the Russians did to him. Mm-hmm. The only way for him to do that is to keep him alive and get him some help. He you does could, not he, believe. You could keep him alive, locked up in a lab. What he's actually doing, though, is he's teamed up with a murderer. He's not fixed. I could understand that if he took him to go get fixed. And then him, the good guy. Well, he doesn't believe that turning him over to Ross is going to get him fixed. You turn him over to Tony then. Turning him over to Tony right now is turning him over to Ross. Yes, but Tony's not going to let anything happen to him. He should know that. I don't think he does believe that, especially once he finds out. uh, Well, I mean, what are they going to do to him? Unbrainwash him and then re-brainwash him to be a Captain America? I mean, Captain America realizes he's brainwashed too, right? Cap does not trust the the agencies in charge. The fucking irony of that. Yeah. It it is very um, ironic. Mm. Alana should sing a song about it. Yeah. I okay. this movie, I'm telling you, this movie makes me so angry. I am not ever going to be able to like any of the dudes on Captain's team. I think you might change your mind. Anyway. I think you don't know me very well. So Captain America and his friend Bucky only get away because Vision, who's worried about Wanda, who's hurt, Mm -hmm. tries to shoot Falcon out of the sky. Falcon dodges and Vision's blast hits War Machine instead. Oh, this is oofy. As soon as Rhodey's hit... Falcon stops fighting mm-hmm. and tries to save him. Uh, but nobody's able to save him in time, and he hits the ground pretty hard. Uh, so t- oh, Well, that's why you shouldn't be fighting to the death with your friends. So Vision's holding Wanda, who's hurt. Yeah, oh, Tony's Vision, holding Rhodey. Were you watching Vision? Oh, yeah. Like, watching Vision realize that he's in love with her? Yeah. Tony's holding... That dude is such a good actor. Rhodey's who's hurt. Falcon comes up to ask if there's anything he can do, and Tony just blasts the shit out of him. Fuck yeah, he does. Falcon's got a black eye for the rest of the movie, and it's it's all, like, all of the feels are all... Yeah, well, like, here's the deal. See, and that's the thing. I it, My mom rags me because I hold a grudge, but, you know, um, when you do something like, I don't know, say, uh, get my friend killed... Um, I don't have to not hold a grudge. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get to hold the grudge. Um, now it's not Vision's fault, but if a skadoosh bag hadn't been there fighting, then War Machine would still be there. Oh, poor Tony. Tony crying, man. I can't handle it when a dude cries. When he gets, I just, I can't handle it. You see it so infrequently that it, it, it just, there's something about it that, that turns me into a puddle. <laughs> um, and while all of this is going on, uh, Baron Zemo finds the uh, 
the place in Siberia where they were holding Bucky and the other winter soldiers. Uh, Bucky questions whether or not he's worth all of this. No. I could answer that question for him. Like, even just as a human, he's just a regular dude. The only thing keeping him alive right now is some other guy's lust for him. Uh, T'Challa ratted on uh, Natasha, so Tony's giving her a shit, uh, a hard time. And Why did he do that? Well, because he has no reason to not snitch. Uh, yeah, but, like, that's... And Natasha asked Tony if he's incapable of letting go of his ego. Uh, well, I think we know the answer to that. And then why should he? He has the best egos. <laughs> and then the she drops. The uh, shrink that Baron Zemo killed so he could pretend to be a shrink is found, uh, as well as the stuff that Zemo used to pretend to be Bucky when he killed Tachaka. Yeah, why didn't he cover up his own tracks? Uh, I guess he assumed he didn't. Well, he didn't want to. He he had no desire to actually win. All he wanted to do was destroy the Avengers from the inside. Right. Because he knows that they are strong when they're united. But by leaving the evidence them. around, um, then he leaves it open for them to forgive each other. Well, but by then the damage is already done. They are already splintered. Well, I mean, that's assuming they're immature idiots. That's knowing that they're immature idiots <laughs> with giant fucking egos. Yeah. Or tiny ones, depending on which... And they've already started to, like, mortally wound each other. Well, I just don't understand how... I'm not a forgiving person. I mean, if you fucked up and it was on pur on purpose fucked up, you don't deserve to get forgiven. And these guys definitely don't deserve to get forgiven. Uh, um, I, I just don't understand how they could stand next to each other, even, let alone fight with each other against Thanos. Ross has just about everybody locked up. And the only person I feel bad for is Hawkeye. <laughs> um. Tony gets Falcon to give him the information by uh, telling him that he's now on Cap's side. Um, and he goes to chase after Falcon, T'Challa, uh, or goes to chase after Cap and Bucky. T'Challa and his stealth plane uh, follows him on. Uh, we soon find out that Zemo has killed the other five Winter Soldiers in their sleep because it was never about them. It was just about getting the Avengers. The irony here themselves. is the thing they thought they were going to have to be fighting against. The bad guy took care of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tony shows up, says, hey, I'm on your team. But that's when uh, the reveal that the people in the car in 91 were Tony's parents. Yeah, at this point, it's not even a reveal. Not much of a reveal to us. Uh, so uh, we then get a two-on-one fight, Iron Man versus... Is it just me, or should Tony have been much more angry? I think... Been he... much more violent. Like, I would have snapped Cap's neck to get to him. I mean, he tried. 
the two super soldiers versus the one Iron Man, that was that's a pretty even fight. Well. Uh, and it was only when when Cap goes all out that he was able to. Well, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. He he does fuck him up pretty bad. Um, meanwhile, but I'm telling you what, if I'm Tony, the very next time I see Cap, the very next time he's dead. Uh, Cap's dead and Bucky's dead, both of them. I if I ever catch them in a weak moment, it's over. I will pretend for the next six months to be your friend. And then when you're not looking, I'm going to chop your fucking head off. Meanwhile, T'Challa, now knowing that it was Zemo that killed his dad, uh, finds Zemo, and they have a little talk. A little talk. Um, Zemo's like, go ahead and kill me. I've done what I came to do. And T'Challa not only doesn't kill him, but stops him from killing himself. What's his game? His game is that he doesn't live in vengeance. <coughs> um, so the whole movie where he was going after dude for vengeance, that was what? That was him dealing with his feels. And, and, and he all of a sudden grew out of it? Now he's... He all of a sudden grew out of it? He dealt with his feels. Um... So his life philosophy is to rage out in revenge and vengeance and anger and grief until you get over it and then you're fine. Because um, actions speak louder than words, King T'Challa. Just fucking kill him already. We will explore this more when the man gets his own movie. So join us next week. No, not next week. Not by a long shot. Um, I was uh, making a joke. Meanwhile, uh, Cap. Wait, that's not the end of the movie? No. (laughs) Back to the three way fight. Jesus Christ. Uh, Bucky loses his arm. Not the only way that Tony's ever had a three way. (laughs) (laughs) Bucky loses his arm, and Cap smashes the arc reactor with his shield. Yeah, fuck him for that. Yeah, uh, which. Theoretically, is going to kill Tony if he doesn't get some medical attention because he's still no. got that shrapnel. Okay, that's my question. He fixed that, right? He doesn't have anything in his chest anymore. I don't remember. Listen, I, I honestly don't. The remember. last movie, like he didn't need it anymore, and now it's just in the suit. Possibly because when he smashed the thing, that was the first thing I thought was, "Oh, he's literally killed Tony." Yeah. Um, but I, I think Tony. Uh, Finally had the surgery to get the shrapnel out of his Yeah, we saw that. That's a that's a dumb conceit anyway, but whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, because oh, it's non-surgical, but like, um, yeah, well, when his battery, now nah, I need yeah. to look it up. But Tony tells Captain America that that shield doesn't belong to him. His dad made it, so Tony drops it as, or sh- so Steve drops the shield as he's walking away. Yeah, exactly. Um. We cut to Zemo in prison, and... Um, okay, pause. Uh, Iron Man 3 got the shrapnel removed from his chest. Okay. Um, so it's literally just powering the suit. Yeah, it's literally okay. just uh, powering the suit. Um, 
But it's like symbolically is killing but, Iron Man. But without it, with without the the suit, it's me taking on Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it is a death sentence because Tony, without any power, doesn't have a way to contact anyone from Siberia. Some from Siberia. Yeah. So he's he's gonna die walking home. Yeah. Like what? So it is essentially a death sentence. Um, so we start wrapping up the movie. Zemo's in prison. Uh, Bilbo Baggins is taunting him. Uh, I'm sure he really appreciates always being remembered as that. You know, he's Dr. Watson, too. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, <laughs> Zemo asserts that he did not fail in his mission. Um, oh, he didn't. He did not. He, he absolutely fucked their shit. Uh, we get Tony and Rhodey doing physical therapy. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> this is where... Uh, but, I mean, this needs... I mean, shouldn't he still be able to use the war machine? Yeah, yeah. Once he's... Uh, because now he's got... Mechanical legs. Mechanical legs. He's well, got magic legs. <laughs> He's got mechanical enhancements to make his legs work, yeah. but whatever. Um, yeah, he'll be back in War Machine uh, once he's able to, to handle walking. It seems like the War Machine could be modified so that he doesn't need to, to that he could still be a superhero without uh, the use of his legs. Yeah, I'm sure it will be fine. But like, I mean, got, that'd be kind of awesome. He's got some recovery to do. Because then, then you could be like uh, Professor Xavier. You could be um, disabled, but still be a superhero. Sure. And I'd like to see that more. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Well, maybe we'll get some more War Machine as we go on. Um, this is where Stan Lee shows up to deliver a package for Tony Stank. <laughs> I'll never let that go. Which is a cell phone and a letter from Captain America, where he explains <laughs> that he broke out all his friends. But if you need me, just give us a call. I would a uh, man. I wanted to see Tony rip that up and smash the phone. Yeah. Like I don't want to talk to your douchebag ass. I will never be calling you. Uh, How is Tony a nicer guy than I am? <laughs> it's Tony Stark. And we get our after credit scene where uh, Bucky is in Wakanda getting put back into hibernation until they can figure out how to fix him. And. And you'd think I'd be happy about that, wouldn't you? Except, except, all of that, that whole movie, Cap couldn't have called them up and said, hey, we're going to freeze them up until we can figure out all the shit. Yeah. And then they could have, you know, I don't know, not fucked War Machine's life up. All that, just for him to... Just for him to get frozen until they can figure it out. But you know what's going to happen is uh, they're going to freeze him and then completely forget he exists. Oh, no. No, listen. In real life, this oh, is what would happen. Possibly. They, they freeze him and and put him in. It's like a... Demolition Man. Yeah. Or uh, not even... It's not... No, not Demolition Man. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a movie called Forever Young. Okay. Mel Gibson. Sure. Um. They do the cryogenics experiment, and then shit happens, and people don't know he's there, and he just wakes up. Sure. Generations from now, fucking Dipstick McGee is going to wake up, and people are going to be like, 
oh, no, we don't know how to unbrainwash you. Because, like, <laughs> you know, unbrainwashing, it requires um, therapy. Yeah. And never saying those words to him again. And and if you burn the book, those words will never be able to be said to him because they have to be said in German or Russian. Yeah. Those words will never be said in that particular order ever again. And that's why there are so many of the words and not just one. I'm thinking more like Demolition Man where they uh, they keep him on ice until they realize that nobody knows how to be a badass anymore. Yeah. So they thought him out because they need him. And then he has to figure out how to use the seashells. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then our after after credit scene, we cut to Spider Man. We find out that Tony's given him some tech, uh, and we understand that this Peter Parker will go on in the MCU. The only tech he gave him was like some kind of watch that had a projector. No, 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 no. That was access to the super suit, the super spider suit thing. Okay, but he gave him the watch without the suit. The idea is that watch becomes the suit. It'll make sense when we get but to But when, when we see the other movie, the suit is an individual thing all by itself that the little spider boy doesn't know about. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. That's <laughs> oh, all it is. Sure. Yes. Whatever. We are teased. You know what it teased to me? All I got from that was, oh, look, Tony gave him a watch that has a bat signal. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got from that scene. Fair enough. As the resident non-fan who doesn't know all the details, like, why would Spider-Man need a bat signal? <laughs> it's, the, it's the people that need help that need the bat in, signal. In the early comics, he carries around a little spider signal that he shines at the bad guys all the time. Like, hey, I'm coming to get you. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. <laughs> Uh, oh God, my brain hurts. So, yeah, my love. Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours later, mm-hmm. what was the best part? You already said it. Uh, Ant Boy jumping in the suit and tearing shit up, and then talking to Tony and saying, "Uh, it's your conscience." I know we haven't spoken in a while. <laughs> I mean, it's. Because that shit was funny. <laughs> because it's also not inaccurate. Um, <laughs> but also, I really love Ant-Man. I, I love Paul Rudd. And uh, <laughs> I'm super mad that he's on Cap's side. But he's only on Cap's side because Cap got to him first. Sure, yeah. And he was just like, woohoo, I get to work with the Avengers. Um, So I can forgive him this because, you know... If one of your favorite group call you, you go. Yeah. He's like, can I get an autograph while we're here beating up your friends? Yeah, not, hey, can you tell me the politics of what's going on? But yeah. like, hey, can I fanboy out? Yeah. yeah. But but I just I just love that. I, I like Spider-Man's humor, but I'm morally opposed to this Spider-Man, so nothing he says is funny. Um, so um, Paul Rudd being... Being Tony Stark's conscience is is the best part for me. Okay. Um, I don't really have a worst part, uh, except all of the stuff I just got done talking about. <laughs> Everything. So, what is the worst part? What what for you ruined the whole movie? <laughs> this 
I and I I, I kind of beat this point home a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is not a Captain America movie. Absolutely. It it this is an Avengers movie. Captain America is the one that named this movie. And I, that's how arrogant he is. <laughs> but like Captain America as a character has plenty of story worth exploring. I honestly thought this was called Avengers Endgame or uh, Avengers uh, Civil War. Yeah. Could, like the Avengers Endgame. So uh, because this is an Avengers movie yes. and we are supposed Captain America has been short sheeted every single one of his movies. Every single one. The first movie where we get introduced to him, where I'm supposed to learn about him as a fucking war hero. Yeah. We get none of the war hero. Yep. His next movie, The Winter Soldier, is about Bucky yeah. and about Hydra. It's not a Captain America movie. Being hidden inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And Captain America is ancillary to that movie. Mm-hmm. He's only in about half the damn scenes of this movie mm-hmm. because it is an Avengers movie. Yeah, because there's such an ensemble cast that... Yeah. That he can't take up. Most they of even them. introduced two new fucking characters to the MCU in a Captain America movie. Wait, hold. Uh, oh, to the MCU. Yeah. Not to the Avengers, but to the MCU. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, in a completely and totally new one, period. This to- is the. Yeah. Well, this. No, no. Okay. Uh, This. What I mean is. um, Nobody's ever seen Black Panther. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So this is like uh, when Hulk 181 is one of the most valuable Hulk comics because it's the first appearance of Wolverine. Oh. That hurts. This is the most valuable uh, Captain America movie because it's the first appearance of Black Panther, not yeah. because Captain America did anything special in it. Yeah, I don't understand why they did that. I I think that they like they made they had a contract to do X number of Captain America movies, and well, I don't, this is how why they does that, that why does that require it to be called Captain America? Just put him in the movie. Be, no, because if it's an Avengers movie, it's not a Captain America movie. Well, that's stupid. It's just like you can have Hulk as a character in a movie, but you can't do another Hulk movie because somebody else owns Hulk movies. Yeah, but the movie, I mean, they make it pretty obvious the movie's not about him. Yeah. So I don't understand how it's a Captain America movie because they called it that. the title is Captain America. Well, that's stupid. Yes. That's, that's. That's movie, movie, movie bullshit. politics yeah, that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, me neither. But it pisses me off that there are so many great Captain America stories yeah. that we don't get because this is an Avengers At movie. At the very least, this should be uh, an Avengers movie. Yeah, and they, they don't oh, even... Or, I mean, but like they could have, for all that, they could have called it uh, T'Challa. Yeah, they... They don't give me an opportunity to actually like Captain America no. the way they want me to. No. They just don't. No. they're Because, uh, again, they're banking on all of the history of the comic books yeah. to do the work for them. Like, it, it's almost like, um, I mean, they think they don't have to do the work. 
Yeah. When they fucking do, because I'm never going to read these comic books. Never in this it's universe. An, I mean, it's an undertaking. Unless you, you pick a start point somewhere in the, the 90s or the 2000s or fuck, even pick a start point in, in 2018 and start. Well, I mean, it's not like they don't rehash the stories in the comics. That, you could pick any. The idea of doing the ridiculous thing that I'm doing and starting from the beginning yeah. is a daunting task that no one should ever do because it's almost incompletable. It's Well, I mean, it, it does seem impossible. What was it, 17,000 comics? Oh, yeah, ridiculous amounts. I don't remember the specific number, but I remember it had a 17,000 yeah. in it. Uh, and they're, they're releasing... They're releasing 10 more books every friggin' month. Yeah. Well, here's what what they should be doing. What they should have started doing from the beginning. When they said, okay, we're going to do our own movies now. They should have picked um, an iteration of the comics and stuck with it. Um, or... You make everything canon all at once. Yeah. Well, Which some of those comic book storylines you can't do. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. We have a daunting task of our own. What? Where does this live on the Marvel list? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been thinking about it at all. I forgot you were going to ask me that. Um... I don't know because it was kind of a filler movie. I I think somewhere around the Winter Soldier. Ooh, where is that? that's way down there? I would not put it that low. Well, you're not putting it above. Uh, well, see, Captain America shouldn't be on the way. I mean, it's not. It's not better than Winter Soldier. Oh, I would. I. I know. I thought it was really good. Better than Days of Future Past? Yeah, I mean, I was looking around Age of Ultron. It No! Below Avengers. Below Iron Man. Below Ant-Man. Maybe equal to Captain America, the first Avenger, which is also... This is definitely better than his, his first movie. Well, then put it right above it. Uh... And that makes me annoyed because it's above Punisher, and I'd watch Punisher way before I'd watch this again. Oh, but there was so much going on. It was a filler episode. Yeah, but there was so much emotion. No. Yes, we've got we've got Wanda and Vision falling in yeah, love. Yeah, there was it, there was a romance. We've got, we've got uh, uh, War Machine getting almost murdered. Yeah, but you take those emotional parts out of the movie, and I still have the exact same feeling about the movie. Those parts did not make the movie better for me. That's not the first... None of those things are the first thing I think of when I think of this movie. I, However, I am prejudiced because this movie is stupid, and I hate it. I, if you're going to go that low, I would still want to put it above Iron Man 2. Above Iron Man 2? Yeah. Above... Uh, above friggin' uh, Mickey Rourke and his. Oh, well. Then why isn't Iron Man 2 lower? <laughs> we just rehashed the list. I, I am not going to argue where the, anything on the list already. Fine. We, we just fixed it at the end of last season. 
I really, Iron Man 2 really did suck. And I feel bad putting this below Ant-Man, except Ant-Man was really good, too. I really liked Ant-Man. I like the character of Ant-Man. You, It's not better than Ant-Man. Because Ant-Man is likable. Ant-Man isn't a douchebag that thinks he's better than everybody on the planet. Although I am not putting Captain America colon in front of Civil War. Just like I didn't put Captain America colon in front of... <laughs> okay. In front of what? Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier, yeah. It is on the actual official list, but not on the one we keep. So of 40, I just talked you into making that... For the record, if we ever rehash that... 10 of 40. If we ever rehash that, that's going way lower. I, I think this movie is better than you are... You're currently mad at it, and I think it's better than that. Well, I'm currently mad at it because I'm always going to be mad at it. <laughs> if I rewatch it, I'm going to be mad at it all over again. So <laughs> I do not agree with this placement. If it were up to me, it would be down around Winter Soldier because I also didn't like that one. I think Winter Soldier might be too high on the list. Uh, but it's not too far off of Spider-Man, which is the vanilla whatever. So I'll let it go. I think this movie is really important, and I think it was really good. I don't and think it, it was. I, okay, the, but see, the, this movie is important. This movie does poorly what X-Men does sure. excellently. But we, we... They're trying to do the same theme, and they're doing it badly. We got very aggravated about this movie, and we... Of, of the movies... This movie is the one we've talked. We have talked the longest about this movie uh-huh. than any other movie. That means that's how much I hate it, Jay. <laughs> you don't. You're you're misunderstanding. The length of talking is the amount of yelling I'm doing. Uh-huh. And when you re-listen to this to edit it, you will understand that it's not. Um, like the movies I love, I don't talk about that much. There's not much to talk about. There's not much to tear apart. This movie has got all kinds of. Sh- you, if you want to do the movie Stacy talked about the most, this list looks a lot different. Well, you're gonna tear apart next week's. Movie. Oh God, what's next week's movie? X Men Apocalypse. Which one is that one? I love an apocalypse. <sighs> apocalypse. Should be one of the X-Men's greatest villains. Oh, Apocalypse is a person, not a thing. Apocalypse is Ensabanor. I'm sorry, what? He is an Egyptian mutant. Who is mutant? Who is immortal. Okay. What's his name? En Sabanor. Okay. He is one of my favorite X-Men back. Like, there's there's Magneto, and then there's Apocalypse. What? Yes. Like, he is one of my favorite bad guys. He has engineered most of the very big plot lines that have happened throughout the X-Men comics. Okay, so, hold on. Uh, say the name of the movie again? X-Men Apocalypse. So, have I seen this before? I don't think you have, actually. I think this is one of the ones that you're like, I'm not even going to bother watching that, and I rented it and watched it myself, which almost never happens. Never happens. Almost never. Uh, The only time you've ever done that is when I've been like at mom's and you were alone with the kids. I remember being incredibly disappointed with this movie. It's going to be the first. That's that's because I wasn't there to yell about it so that you didn't have to defend it. 
And I feel like when you have to defend a movie, uh, to me, you end up liking it better. It's it's out the, of stubbornness. It's the first class mutants, so young Xavier. Yeah. And what what's the just a quick plot synopsis? He Apocalypse believes in survival of the fittest. Okay. He believes that not only are mutants the dominating force the on the next planet, iteration of human, yeah, but even the weak mutants don't deserve to survive. Okay. So, well, I mean, that's what Darwinism is. Yes, he is a an extreme Darwinist, hmm. and has believed so since the beginning of time, basically since he was a a child who was taught to fight for survival. Is, is, he's from ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt, yes. Okay. Um, How old is he? He's like pre-King Tut, ancient Egypt. You don't even know when King Tut is. Yeah, he's ancient Egypt. Ancient, ancient Egypt. Okay. So what you're saying is he's been around long enough to know that humans suck. He goes into hibernation every once in a while and comes back. Oh, that's Um, fucking weird. I don't remember the full plot line of this movie, which is fine. But he is a, a he is going to bring in the four horsemen. He's going to be the one that gives Angel his metal wings. Um, is it, how come we don't get to hear about him in Moon Knight? Oh, because uh, Moon Knight is MCU and X Men is not. The X Men are not part of the. But if X Men are MCU, then why are we watching? Because them? they are. Marvel Multiverse. This isn't Marvel Multiverse movie night. You've cheated me, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. It's it's How all related. You? You've tricked me. You have tricked me. We're supposed to be watching MCU things. No. That is not our you, mandate. You bastard. No. No, it's it's you told me. We are watching all things Marvel because they are all connected. I don't, I don't like you right now. Well, you're not going to like me next week either because this movie's going to suck. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, what's his outfit look like? Wait, i got to look this up. Is it Egyptian? Because it needs to be Egyptian. Oh, no. Oh, it's going to be purple, isn't it? Yeah, he's a bad guy. Like a purpley okay. blue. His name is... Apocalypse. Oh, God, I just forgot how to spell Apocalypse. It's a hard word to spell. Oh, apparently it's not. Because I just spelled it right in the first go. Um, but you definitely have to put X-Men in there. I, so. I was just learning that. Um, He's not purple. He's like a bluish purple. No, like that. He's green. Uh, he's, he's bluish purple. That is green with a teal collar. Now here he's blue. Yeah. Why does he look exactly like Thanos? Yeah, you know, Thanos and... Uh, um, can the, I ask you a question? Cree Why is and... this the most racist character I've ever seen? Because he's green and yet has been whitewashed. He didn't look Egyptian. Look at that white guy that's been turned blue. Oh, look here. Oh, that's bad. Okay, I'm looking at the picture. I've definitely never seen this. Oh, is that look, Psylocke? Oh. Look at the picture. Yeah. 
Okay, first of all, I've definitely never seen this movie because I would remember that stupid outfit. That's a white guy playing an ancient Egyptian? Yeah. Although... That's almost as bad as the fucking... Depending on his history, he's kind of like... He will be rebirthed in different bodies? No. That's a whole thing. No, you're not allowed to do that. We're almost at three hours, so... uh, we're not going to discuss this movie until next week. Well, I can make fun of it. What we're going to do is we're going to say thank you for rejoining us for the first episode of season two. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. On Marvel Movie Night. Mm-hmm.